There you go. Andy Dalton or Derek Carr? Oh, I'm already having a tough day now knowing Bridgewater. <laughs> now I got to pick between these two guys. Come pick. on. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Football Absurdity Podcast. My name is Jeff Crisco. I'm here with my co-host, Walker Kelly and Mike Valverde. Now, as far as I know, 100% Stitch 3 among the three of us. Hell yeah. Uh, yeah. I will I have my fing- my mangled finger be the image of the podcast episode and get taken down from <laughs> iTunes for a bit. <laughs> I got bad news for you guys. No, I'm just kidding. I don't have any stitches. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so I had my I got my stitches taken up this morning. I I I didn't talk about it a lot because my dog bit me. My dogs were fighting and uh, put my hand in the wrong place and uh, got a, a, my hand ripped open. So good to go now. Um, feeling better than Tom Brady, am I right, folks? No. Woo! His team Woo. sucks. Tom Brady. He sucks. Pu. Yeah, pu. This guy stinks. All right. Uh, let's get some business out of the way, then we'll get into Thursday night football, and then um, we'll get into all the games for this week. But before we do that, Mike, how's your day going so far? It's going pretty good, pretty pretty good, pretty good. Walker, how about you? Uh, yeah, whatever that bit was that you did, I'm also doing that bit. Walker's too young for the pretty pretty mm. pretty good. Pretty good. Um, Seinfeld. Yeah. All right. Uh, so we are the Football Absurdity Podcast, part of the Football Absurdity Network. We are a website, footballabsurdity.com, Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash footballabsurdity, a Discord, which you can find a link to in the description of this podcast episode. And I think that's everything. Did I, did I miss something? Us, the website, the Twitch, Discord, that's everything. All right. You can follow Mike on Twitter at RFL Red Zone. I am at Jeff Crisco, K-R-I-S-K-O. Walker is at Bid, Big Daddy Drix. Bid Daddy Drix. Bid Daddy Drix. <laughs> I'm, I'm the fab expert. <laughs> Bid Daddy Drix. Bid Daddy Drix hanging out with uh, Wandale Robinson. That's right. <laughs> and uh, the website is at F-Ball Absurdity. So uh, last night we had uh, Walker was right again. Walker pulled ahead in the... Uh, I thought I was going to I thought I was going to uh, tie up Walker in the season long pick em ranks uh, after Tampa Bay, was up, Tampa Bay was up 10 to three at halftime. And both. Teams yeah, it looked terrible. good. It looked good. I was nope. like, looks and like. Guess, and then guess who? Guess who showed up, Mike? Guess who <laughs> turned it on? Lamar Jackson. He had a good game. He did. He did. And he had a good game without his three of his weapons that left in this one. <laughs> yeah. Rashad Bateman left, Mark Andrews left, and Gus Edwards all left with injury. That means it was on the backs of studs like Isaiah Likely, Devin Duvernay, Demarcus Robinson, James Prochet. Let's Kenyon go. Drake. Kenyon he, Drake. Justin he made a, got a few carries. He made a really good throw to Isaiah Likely for that touchdown. Yes. Oh, God, um, that play was so cool. So like, Not yeah, only like, was the throw nice, but they did a – Kurt Herbstreit did a great breakdown of the play where he's scrambling. He's like, he could have gone here. But that's not what he wanted. He could have gone here, but that's not what he wanted. But he kept the play alive. And Isaiah yep. likely just squirts out in the back of the end zone and fires it in there. Yeah. Great, great throw on the run. Uh, really good recognition skills and a- mm-hmm. ability to keep himself in bounds by likely. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Just Isaiah likely is a player. I mean, 
If, this guy's a football player. If he was in, if he was on like 17 other teams, he'd be a starter. Uh, if he was on the Falcons, he could be getting four targets per game over <laughs> Kyle Pitts getting over three. Kyle Pitts. Yeah. Um, so uh, we mentioned Mark Andrews left the game shoulder injury. Um, if he misses any time, I'm thinking we're picking up Isaiah likely, right? Because uh, the Ravens have um, they have a game next week and then they're by. Um, next week, they are taking on the Saints, who are pretty a pretty good matchup for tight end. So as a one-week streamer, I think we'll all be talking about Isaiah Likely this week. Yeah. Yeah, if, uh, if Andrews misses, which I would expect he'll probably be out next week since they can keep him out through the bye then. Um, yeah, in, in that event, uh, I think Likely is worth a little bit of fab. You're probably only going to have him for one week, and then mm-hmm. he's going to go back to his reserve tight end role. Um, so not a guy you want to spend like $50 on or something, but, uh, yeah, I mean, he's a good pickup for a one week streamer for sure. I mean, he'll probably be top 12 in my rankings, I would guess. Yeah. And then, um, if Rashad Bateman misses any time, I'll go to the, uh, the Ravens passing game believer, Mike, would you want to pick up a, uh, Devin DuVernay or Demarcus Robinson if, uh, if, uh, Rashad Bateman misses any more time with this foot injury that he re-aggravated in this one. Well, you would hope someone would show up, but I don't know if those two names are are going to be making any appearances soon. So, uh, I mean, Dubonet maybe, had an okay game, but he did get saved by a rushing touchdown a little bit. Yeah, but he's been all right up and down. Demarcus Robinson is probably the one that will fit more into the Justin Bateman role. Justin Bateman. Justin Bateman. Bateman. I'm going back into the 80s now. Rashad Bateman. Um, uh, So, yeah, that would probably be the situation. Okay, but who's going to fill the Jason Bateman role? Um, Um, His uh, sister. What's his sister's name from Family Ties? Um, Yeah. Something Bateman. Yeah, something Bateman. Something Bateman. There you go. Justine Bateman. That's who it is. Justine Bateman. Bateman. There you go. Um, so, uh, and then Kenyon Drake, if, uh, we already kind of know that if, um, Gus Edwards misses any time, it's going to be the Kenyon Drake show. Justice Hill is fine. Um, but nothing too spectacular. Um, so Justice Hill is a better football player than Kenyon Drake, but Drake will get all the touches. I mean, is, is Justice Hill a better football player than Kenyon Drake? That's the thing. Justice Hill is like, does what Gus Edwards does. Just like. 30% 30% worse. And Kenyon Drake's more well-rounded. Yes. Justice Hill can catch the ball, and he's fast. He is fast. Well, he's fast, but he's not like a good down-to-down runner. That's my no. that's my take yeah, on I Justice Hill. Him, I wouldn't call him great at that, no. But, like, I don't think Kenyon Drake's a particularly effective runner either. I think he's he's gotten two big holes the last two weeks. And other than that, he's averaging, like, three yards a carry. So, I it doesn't matter. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Yeah, if you if you already have Kenyon Drake, hang on to him. Yep. Um, all right, and then uh, I think that's it for the Ravens. On the other side, uh, Tom Brady. Uh, he was fine. He looked no, he wasn't even fine. He was, he was double. No, he was I, hopping I meant, balls. I meant for fantasy. Oh yeah, three twenty-five and one. I think that's what seventeen. Seventeen. He ended up with like seventeen fantasy points. Yeah. Yeah, he got a lot of them in garbage time though. Oh, I had yeah. to go in and I had to go in and rewrite some stuff because he had that junk touchdown at the end. Yeah, junk so touchdown. Mad. Yeah, exactly. Um, can we move on from Tom Brady at this point? Uh, I mean, he's Brady got the Rams, is... the Seahawks, and then the bye. Seahawks are a good matchup. 
Um, Rams, I wouldn't want to play him against, but right. I mean, he's a fringe Streamer. QB one, I would say. Yeah, he's like, yeah, exactly. he, he's a QB 11 to 14 on the week. So yeah. he's in the same range as like a, like a Derek Carr, Kirk Cousins style. He's yes. dropped down to there. Absolutely. Okay. Tom Brady or Aaron Rodgers, who would you rather have on your roster? Tom Brady. Yeah. That's right. Get him out. Get Aaron Rodgers out of here. So uh, Tom Brady, um, I think he's I think I heard he's leading the NFL in passing yards, which makes sense because he played an extra game. But he's also passed 300 yards in three of his last five games. It's just they don't punch it in. That's the problem is they get down to the red zone and it's like. Tom Brady can't handle the line not being perfect and he panics and he scrambles and he's really bad on the move now. Like he's like actively terrible on the move and so he spikes it into the dirt i think that's why they struggle in the red zone so much yeah i mean he even missed a he missed that wide open touchdown to mike evans early in the game too um Mm -hmm. yeah and that was from a pretty clean pocket but he just like leaned back and threw it too far uh yeah i mean in terms of the on-field product he doesn't look like tom brady at all you know he Mm -hmm. looks like a very average quarterback and uh yeah he's putting up garbage time stats i mean he at this point for fantasy, he's basically turned into Jared Goff, where he's playable Woo! in matchups and in bad matchups, stay away. Yeah, so because uh, he racks up so many yards, you, you, you can still start Evans, you can still start Godwin. Yep. But, um, Mike, what are we doing with, I mean, how do, obviously we're not doing anything with him, but how do we feel about this Leonard Fournette? Like, he can't rush the football because the line can't get any push. All of his stuff is through catching the football. He is the number two running back on the week so far, so there is that. Hell yeah. <laughs> Behind what, Kenyon Drake? Uh, yeah, probably. Uh, yeah, because Kenyon Drake had the touchdown. So. Yeah. Um, well, the thing is, it's sort of like Najee Harris, right? Um, you're, the volume is there, mm-hmm. but the production is not. But you can't deny the volume because – that leads to production. So you mean like you mean like Najee Harris from last year when he was good? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay. Um, so it's it's just one of those things where you take the 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 volume regardless of the situation just because of the production. Exactly. That's what I was hoping for. That's what I was hoping you would say, Mike, because he's just like the fully actualized version of a JD McKissick or Naheem Hines right now. It's like he's just what getting a that, ton of what targets. What if that guy was the was the starting running back? Yes, exactly. And like what if that guy I, wasn't as good as Austin Eckler, who is the yeah. same type of back, but one of the best backs it's in the good. league? Yeah. It's basically like when Justin Jackson had to take over for Austin Eckler. Yeah. And so, so you have a guy who has who gets 15 carries for 39 yards and then six catches for 35 yards. So, you know, eventually it pans out to like 13 points and then if he scores a touchdown like he did this past week you know he had a horrible game this week but he scored a touchdown so he still got your 14 points yeah i think the best example of why you would still use leonard Fournette, despite the fact he's averaging three point yards 3.5 yards per carry is back in week four three rushes negative three yards and he was rb12 on the week in ppr (laughs) (laughs) because he had seven (laughs) catches for 57 yards and a touchdown Three so, for negative three. Jesus Christ. Yeah. So the run game's terrible, but it uh it works out for him. And then uh all the Rashad White truthers finally got their day. He touched a football. Um, yes, he did. What did he do? Catch three passes and get like four or five carries? He had three catches and four carries. There we go. 
And yeah. so, yeah, re- really great game for Rashad White where he had like seven points. He cur- is currently RB3 on the week, so have some respect. No. Um, yeah, it's kind of crazy for Leonard Fournette because I was just looking at his stats right now, and he's number nine in uh, fantasy points per game. So ninth overall in fantasy points per game. But he's only had one 100-yard game, which was against Dallas, 127 yards. After that, his biggest production, productive day was 65. Yep. Like, that's that's what we're talking about. But yep. look at his catches, though. 5, right. 7, 10, 6. It's like... No, he's exactly like Najee Harris last year, where yep. Najee yeah. just got the ball so much that he turned it into a top-five season because he just soaked up a ton of touches and didn't get hurt if Fournette stays healthy all season he's probably going to finish the year as like rb5 or something even though Mm -hmm. he hasn't been good for you know five weeks now yeah and um i finally got a chance to watch the steelers game for from last week speaking of Najee harris he's starting to look like Najee himself is starting to look better i thought he played pretty well against miami actually yeah yeah, he start. He looked. There was a few runs there. There was a few catches where I was like, "Oh, I remember this Najee Harris." So it's not like he's going to be a top twelve running back again, but you might be able to buy low on him right now because I think he might be overcoming the offense. Sometimes players will overcome their yeah, their sure. offense because uh, he had a plate in his shoe until like two weeks ago, I think, because of his Liz Frank. So he might actually finally be getting healthy. So just. That's something that I want to make sure I didn't forget to say because Najee looked good. I finally got a chance to watch that Steelers game. And yeah, um, he looked like Najee from last year. So um, Kate Otten almost scored a touchdown. So close. So yeah. close to being Yeah, rough. he had it. He had it. And then and was that a holding call? Two two for 13, two for 15, something like that. Two for 13. No, yeah. sorry, two for 15. Two for 13 was Scott, Scotty Miller. Mm. I don't yeah. remember that happening, but good for him. One of one of them was very funny because he caught the ball and uh, was immediately just like two hands shoved out of bounds. And because yeah. Scotty oh, Miller's yeah, like yeah. 150 pounds, he went flying. And then the other <laughs> one was like an eight yard out that he caught and ran just like super fast. To the sideline. Sideline. Yeah. 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 So. um all right, Julio Jones. Uh, congratulations to Julio Jones for completing the game. For everybody who held on to him, two catches for 21 yards and a touchdown. But um, I don't enjoy that 10 points that you waited for. Yeah. I don't think that we can, if the offense is going to look like this, I don't think it's worth hanging on to Julio Jones because what happens when Russell Gage comes back and that becomes two targets? Yeah, no, I'm not interested in having Julio on a roster. All right. And then, uh, Mike, how do we feel about Kokeeft? Um, well, this is a PG episode, so I'll, okay. I'll keep it polite. So one for nine, and Al Michaels called him Co-Kafit. So, <laughs> <laughs> Kefit. Kefit, yeah, because uh, I don't think Al Michaels knew who that person was before last night and just read his name off the off the uh, the the yeah. roster. Yep. So co kafit or Co-Kafit, yeah. So. Alrighty. Uh, anything else from Thursday Night Football you want to talk about? Uh, Isaiah likely good. Bucks bad. Um, Shaq Barrett forgot to mention Torres Achilles. He'll be out for the year. Um, That's not good for Shaq Barrett. They did a they did a wall to wall Devin White like slander fest last night. That was pretty funny. Oh yeah, because he sucks. Yeah, but it's really funny. Like players will be bad, but they won't just get like wall to wall coverage of like uh, how they're bad and how the coaching staff is talking to them and about how yeah. you know. They're just well, they're they're just not who they were. 
That's that's what happens when uh, you're looking like Jared Davis out there. Rough. Jared Davis racked up, a, you were. racked up a ton of tackles in IDP, but that was mostly because he let people catch the football. Yeah, he was so <laughs> bad, dude. I, I watched so much of that guy. He sucked ass. Yeah, no, Jared Davis was great in uh, in uh, my IDP leagues because he was just free tackles. Well, good um, for you. Yep, good for me. All right, let's get started talking about Sunday. So we got a sicko game this week. 6.30 a.m. UK game for us uh, West Coasters. Denver two and five at in air quotes Jacksonville thirty nine point over under Jacksonville two and a half point uh, home favorites um, quote unquote home uh, Russ will play uh, he did enough high knees in the plane so he's good, good to go. job Ravens um, flock let's fly Ravens flock did you see that video Mike no. Oh, oh last God, night so after good. the game, uh, Marlon Humphrey is like going around uh, doing I, like Instagram live or TikTok live or something. And he gets to Justin Tucker and Justin Tucker's like, yeah, I hear Lamar's going to lead us in some high knees. You know, we got to keep the blood flowing or something. And then he just goes, uh, Ravens, fo- Ravens flock. Let's fly. <laughs> <laughs> and and I was I told Walker uh, that he said it so clean that I know that's not the first time he said that on the team plane. Yeah. The Ravens flock. Let's fly. Let's fly. Mar- Marlon knew what he was getting into. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, so enough rust slander. He'll play poorly on Sunday morning. Uh, Mike Boone to IR foot injury. The, uh, they signed Marlon Mack off the Niners practice squad, which we mentioned in the Tuesday episode this week. And then for Jacksonville, Shaq Griffin went to IR and James Robinson was traded to the Jets. Uh, sicko stash of the week, which Walker. Uh, two of our sicko stashes were on uh, CBS Fantasy Football Today today. They're like two guys I want to stash: Jermichael Hasty and Dearness Johnson. I was like, let's nice. go sicko stashes. All right, so Walker, what is your one big question for this game? Uh, are we excited to play anyone at all in this game? Uh, Thomas Etienne. Thomas. Thomas. Is that his real first name or something? It is now. Oh, what? It's, it's Travis Etienne. I'm punchy, Walker. Okay. I got a nap in. I'm punchy. <laughs> I'm like Mike when he got more than two hours of sleep last week. Yeah. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, uh, I, uh, Mike, would, is there anybody besides Etienne you're looking at? Um, The only one that I can think of for Denver would be Sutton. But mm-hmm. am I excited about it? No. Right. Yeah. I mean, I, I think you're probably playing Sutton. You're probably playing Christian Kirk. You're playing Travis Etienne. I think I'm, I'm relatively excited to play Etienne in this in this game. Denver not amazing against opposing running backs, um, and Etienne has most of the backfield to himself at this point. Oh so yeah. I uh, yeah. I mean, I, I think Etienne. Yeah, I wouldn't play either quarterback in this game, and uh, maybe you can play Evan Engram if you don't have a better option. I'd say he's a fringe tight end one. I think if you have Evan Ingram on your roster, you've already decided that you're starting him this weekend. Probably, because he's probably the guy you picked up. Yeah, exactly. Um, Christian Kirk, it's like, I don't feel good about playing him, but he can be like a wide receiver three or a flex for you. But it's not something that you'd be too excited about. Uh, Cortland Sutton, yeah, you can play him. But like... I think with Russ, Sutton is the receiver to play, definitely. Because Russ doesn't seem to look for Judy unless he's just hucking it downfield to no man's land. Yeah. And um, the Broncos running backs, like, 
I have a wild hair that I think you can start Melvin Gordon this week because no Mike Boone and they just got Marlon Mack off the Niners practice squad who is um, bad. He sucks. He's I, not I'm, good. So it's going to be like he keeps getting a job like there's like we talked about uh, on Tuesday. It's like four different teams or something like that that has had a part of Marlon Mack and each time he's just gone. Yeah, I mean, it's it's. He's a competent NFL running back that knows how to be an NFL running back. So that type of guy will always have a spot. Don't forget TJ Yeldon was on the bills for like 12 years. It feels like, and got like two touches the entire time. Like he's just around. And so like, you know, the Niners uh, with the free spot on their practice squad, cut Tevin Coleman and added him to the practice squad. He's the same type of player where it's like, Oh, you're just hanging around. You're collecting an NFL paycheck. Um, But I think that uh, Latavius Murray and Melvin Gordon could get enough usage in this to justify playing them. Melvin Gordon and Latavius Murray, though, it's like, I don't know who would be the goal line back because in a timeshare, I would peg them both as the goal line back. So I think it's whoever's in there already. I think that they'll give the goal line carries to Murray because he's bigger. A couple of times they've done that. He scored touchdowns and he hasn't fumbled this year Mm -hmm. yet. So. I think that they're going to do like a uh, between the 20s, it's Gordon and Gordon gets like 12 carries and three targets. And then Latavius Murray gets like nine carries and one target, but he gets all the red zone work. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you'll get like 40 yards and a touchdown out of Murray and he'll have 10 points and then you'll get 65 yards out of Gordon, but he won't score. Yeah. Okay. Which Jones brother are we starting? If we have to start one, Marvin or Zay? Oh, definitely Zay. Zay? He's uh, been more consistent because he's been healthier. Yep. Okay. Um, and then, Walker, who's your win-loser draw for this one? Cortland Sutton, Jerry Judy, Christian Kirk. Uh, I will go Jerry Judy loss because Judy and Russ can't seem to get on the same page. I will go win. Cortland Sutton because uh, Russ is going to be like a wounded animal out there and he's going to do what he knows works, which is throw the ball to Cortland Sutton and then draw Christian Kirk, which is four for 56. That'd be a pretty bad Kirk game. Not recently. He had yeah. a big game last week, but the three games right. before that were just like, the, yeah, they're yeah. like four for 56 games. What do you think, Mike? Um, I'm going to go draw for Sutton. No, win for Sutton. Draw for Nope, Judy. you already said draw. <laughs> I'm stuck. <laughs> You're stuck. <laughs> um, lost for Judy and draw for Kirk. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I agree. Uh, win, win Sutton. I'll say six for 75 and a touchdown. Lost for Judy, uh, three for 35. And draw for Kirk, five for 53. All righty. So we have a clean sweep here. We all think that the Denver Broncos are going to win this one. Yep. We're all picking the upset. Ooh, we are picking the upset. Well, I'll be. Um, all righty. Let's move on to the next game. Carolina two and five, Atlanta three and four. Uh, the over under on this one is uh, 42. Atlanta four and a half point favorites. Uh, Chuba Hubbard was ruled out for this one. Baker is off the injury report, but is the backup, which is ouch when the guy starting is pj walker uh aj terrell is out with a hamstring injury and it's trivia time let's go trivia. 
Oh boy. Let me make sure I have this up correctly. Yeah, so we're going to play a little bit different of a trivia game in this one. So, um, first of all, Mike Gridsicki is the background. I see that. Because he's coming back this week. More Mike Gridsicki this week. Probably, yeah. We are playing a game called Who Has More? Okay. Okay? So, we're going to do all of these categories. Okay. So, uh, um, let's start with Who Has More Between Carolina or Atlanta? Um, just let me know what you guys think. Uh, who has more passing yards? Carolina. Carolina. All right. Yeah. All right. And who has more passing touchdowns? Carolina. Atlanta. All right. And who has more rushing touchdowns? Atlanta. Atlanta. All right. So we've got. Uh, and then who has more interceptions? That's the quarterback has thrown them. Carolina. Oh, back throwing them. Um, yeah, Carolina. All right, so Carolina there. Who has more quarterback fantasy points on the year in four-point passing touchdown leagues? Atlanta. Atlanta. All right, that one is correct. I already know that off the top of my head. And which team has more tight end touchdowns on the year? Uh, the power duo of Tommy Tremble and Ian Thomas <laughs> or Kyle Pitts and the associated tight end? Uh, Carolina. I'm going to go Atlanta. All right. So for passing yards, Carolina has more passing yards. Uh, you both got that correct. 1318 uh, to 1179. Passing touchdowns, Atlanta has six to, to uh, I'm sorry, Atlanta has seven to Carolina six. Rushing touchdowns, Atlanta has nine. Sorry, Carolina. I'm getting all. What did I do here? I got this all mixed up. You said Car- okay, so I because you put you you labeled it weird. So I did label it weird. Car- Hold on. Carolina has more passing yards. Yes. Thirteen eighteen to eleven seventy-nine. Atlanta has more passing touchdowns, seven to six. Yep. This one, I don't know what you did. Because I don't you know say what Atlanta won it, but Atlanta has way less. Uh, I got those numbers backwards because Atlanta has nine rushing touchdowns. Gotcha. Okay, so Atlanta correct there. Yeah, Carolina that that now it's correct. Carolina has more interceptions. I just got those numbers backwards. That's what happened. Okay. Atlanta has more fantasy points to quarterbacks, and Atlanta has more tight end touchdowns. So Mike got one, two, three, four, five out of six. Walker got one, two, three, four, five out of six. You both get a point. You both tied. Very nice. Um, Yes, uh, I was shocked because um, I thought that the Atlanta tight ends, I'm sorry, the Carolina tight ends had two touchdowns. Which uh, one did I miss? Uh, you got, you said uh, Carolina had more passing touchdowns. Oh, yeah. It's seven to six. Wow. So, um, I'm surprised by that one. Not a very high-powered passing game in this one, we'll say, no. uh, with P.J. Walker against Marcus Mariota. Two teams this will be the perfect game to watch on Game Pass because it's going to be like 27 minutes long. Because <laughs> yeah, there's going to be like yeah. 30 combined passes. <laughs> yeah. Give me a lot of field goals, I feel like, in that game. Yeah, so my question is, is uh, for starting the starters in this one, uh, is it going to be Deonta Foreman? Because no Nick Chubb, or not no Nick Chubb, no Chuba Hubbard, no Nick Chubb either. Uh, is it going to be Deonta Foreman, DJ Moore, and just move on? Um... For the most part, yeah, I would say, you know, in two quarterback leagues, you can start Marcus Mariota. Um, 
in deeper leagues, you can start Tyler Algier in a flex. Um, and outside of that, I think, yeah, that's about it. Mike, what do you think? Yeah, there's not a lot of options here. So um, you're probably scratching and climbing if you're like looking at Tyler Algier um, in anything more than a deeper league. It's the only the only two. I wouldn't mind starting Deontay Foreman and Chuba Hubbard in a in a RB two. Chuba's out. Chuba's out. Oh, he's out. Um, yeah, that was announced today. Um, okay, so yeah, just Deontay Foreman would be the only guy I would feel okay with starting. Not yeah, good. and and Marcus Mariota has been uh, top twenty to Mar- to Walker's point in uh, seven out of his or six out of his seven games this year. And you'll never guess in which one I started him. The one when he was quarterback thirty two. Uh, how many starting quarterbacks are there? <laughs> thirty two. <laughs> so uh, yeah, that that was a a, a fun game. Uh, three rush yards. The only game he only has two games under thirty rush yards this year, or three games. And that's uh, what, yeah, that's why he's been a high floor player. Yep. All righty. And it's the only game where he didn't have a touchdown. Oh, my God. I can't believe I started him that week. All right. Uh, pretty straightforward game. So let's get out of here. Uh, and who do we have winning this one? I have. Oh, it's a clean Golf. sweep. Atlanta. Atlanta. Yeah. Yep. All right. Next game. Chicago at Dallas. Chicago is three and four. Dallas is five and two. Forty two and a half point over under Dallas. Ten point favorites. Wow. Uh, for Chicago, Robert Quinn traded to Philadelphia this week, but no injuries. And for Dallas, uh, depends on who you ask at what time that Zeke is or is not playing. I think that means Zeke, Zeke is not playing this weekend. He's got a knee issue. Sounds like he's going to miss a couple games, actually. And then Noah Brown is dealing with an issue as well. He's not expected to play either. Um, so, Mike, what's your one big question out of this one? Um, my one big question is what kind of game are we going to see out of Dak Prescott this week? Uh, I think he'll be fine. I, <laughs> I would expect that the passing volumes, it'll be a little higher than it was last week against the lions because of no Zeke. Um, so we'll say he throws for 30 passes. I would say he probably averages like seven or seven and a half yards per attempt. So he's going to get you like 225 yards a touchdown and like 15 or 20 rushing yards. So QB 12, yeah. 14. Yeah, exactly. I think I have him at 12. So yeah, I mean, I, I think he'll be okay. I think if you have Dak, you're probably starting him, but I don't see him being great. This week. Yeah, I I'm starting Dak. I, I, I feel like, yeah, 225, maybe a couple touchdowns. I think this might be a game where, uh, he gets Tony Pollard the ball, and Tony Pollard does the hard part because with no Zeke, he's much more Pollard's much more of a, a pass catching back than Zeke is. So there'll probably be some screens, some tunnel screens, or you know just some dump offs to Pollard where Pollard does the hard part, and that might boost his uh, his passing yards. But I'm not ex- I'm not expecting like 302 or out of him or anything like that. I'm just expecting a solid fantasy week. Yeah. So. Did you guys? Never mind. No, that's a dumb question. Move on. <laughs> now, nope. Now you have to say what you were gonna say. <laughs> it's a dumb question. I was gonna say uh, because I I um I have Davis Mills and Dak Prescott. I was gonna ask you, would you start Davis Mills over Dak Prescott? But not quite. I, I I caught I caught myself. I don't think that's that dumb though, because Mills does have a really good matchup this week. But I I would still start Dak. But I don't think that's a dumb question. 
No, I mean, you're looking at like quarterback 12 versus like quarterback like 15. Yeah, I, I have Prescott at 12 and Mills at 16. So, I mean, yeah, I don't think it's a big difference. Yeah, I just think that um, if one of those two were to blow up, it would be uh, Dak. Just yeah, that that can throw for 303, whereas Mills is almost certainly not doing that, especially yeah, with no Nico Collins. I mean, he's got yeah. Brandon Cooks and then nobody else. Yeah, and if and if the uh, the Texans uh, like fully actualize the way that they want to play, it's going to be Damian Pierce getting like 130 rushing yards. Right. Whereas if the Cowboys actualize the way that they're going to want to play, it's going to be through Dak if there's no Zeke. So. Um, so yeah, it's just a lower upside. So, um, all right. Uh, in this game, um, we're starting, uh, Tony Pollard is going to be a huge start this week. Everybody's super excited about Tony Pollard. I'm a little bullish, um, because the bears rush defense is, you know, not one that you can just attack. Um, but he's going to bearish. I am bearish. I am bearish. You're right. I'm bearish because of the bears. Uh-huh. I think I meant to say I'm not as bullish is what I there meant to go. say. Yeah, that, I'm, I'm not down on him. Like, I'm not bearish, but I'm not as bullish as everybody else is. Like, the Bears are – they're number seven versus running backs, you know, so they're a good matchup, but they're not, like – they're not one of these, like, hammer whoever's playing against the matchups like the Browns or the Seahawks or the Chargers. Um, but we're still starting him, right? We're going to start Tony Pollard if you have him. Uh-huh. Yeah, I moved him up to 12. Um, I think he's a, yeah, he's a fringe RB one type play just cause he's probably going to get like 20 touches in this game. At least, you know, you would say like four of those are catches. So if he averages like five yards a touch and has four catches, that's 12 points, even without a touchdown, mm-hmm. he's going to get all the goal line carries. So yeah, I think great chance he scores upwards of 15 fantasy points. Yeah. So, um, Mike, what do you think? Yeah, the game to himself. I mean, the Bears' defense is solid, but uh, I, yeah, with Pollard by himself back there, I think he's going to have not only the passes but the the rushing ability, um, the attempts, I should say, not the ability. Uh, the question will be whether he can get into the end zone or not. And I don't think Dallas is favored by ten, and it's an over under of forty two and a half. So he might get one touchdown. Um, then yeah, that that will put him either in the top twelve or fifteen to eighteen range. Nope, CD Lamb's getting them all. CD Lamb's getting three touchdowns. All right. <laughs> um, I I saw somebody put CD Lamb in the same category as Kyle Pitts on Twitter. I mean, CD Lamb's been disappointing, but he has not been Kyle Pitts. He's still been no, he's been a guy you start every week. Games. Yeah, yeah, you're still you're still playing him. It's just that he's been a wide receiver two or high end wide receiver three instead of a wide receiver one, and that's just because. He's not getting good targets. Yeah. So, yeah, I saw I saw um, somebody say something about like, um, yeah, uh, drafting Kyle Pitts and CeeDee Lamb and it being their downfall. And I was like, I'm pretty sure it's just uh, Kyle Pitts and not CeeDee Lamb. Not as much, certainly. Yeah. So. Um, all right. And then um, da, da, da. are you starting Dalton Schultz this week? Um, I try not to with his knee the way it is in Chicago having a solid defense. I, I have him at 15. Yeah. I'd kind of stay away from him too. If you can, um, that knee injury doesn't look good. Okay. And, um, on the other side, uh, David Montgomery, you're going to start. What about Khalil Herbert in a flex? He's been sneaky, useful lately. Um, he actually, uh, leads the team in rushing, 
um, because uh, Dave Montgomery missed some time. So he's uh, got 464 rushing yards on the year. Yeah, I Herbert doesn't catch the ball. And really, I mean, he caught a touchdown last week, but it was his only target. So, um, and it was an insane play by Fields. I don't yeah. know if Herbert was supposed to run a route on that play. Justin Fields sacrificed himself to get that touchdown. Absolutely, yeah. So, I mean, against this defense, I don't think Chicago's running backs are scoring a touchdown in this game. So, I'm kind of lower on both of them. I have Montgomery more as a flex play because mm-hmm. he's more of the 1A in the backfield. And Herbert is, you know, speculative flex in deeper leagues, but I wouldn't be excited about it. All right, Mike, what about Darnell Mooney and Justin Fields? What about this passing game? Are you are you hands off this week? I would be. I I mean, Mooney's your best shot at as far as a Bears receiver goes, but um, with Diggs there and uh, I yeah I, I just that Dallas defense is so tough. Um, I would have I'd have to avoid Mooney if I could. Yeah, I'm avoiding Moody and Justin Fields, uh, except in a two quarterback league. Justin Fields will run enough to matter, I think, this week. But you're probably looking at like, I don't know, Walker, what do you have fields like running back like 17? Am I remembering 24? So you're much lower on oh, him than I am. Where do you have um, where do you have the Browns quarterback? Why can't I remember his name? Jacob, wanting- Jacob Brisket. Brisket. I keep wanting calling him Jarvis Landry. I don't know what the hell's wrong. with. Oh, that. yeah, you did that last week. I did. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't have Brissett ranked this week because Cincinnati's a tough matchup. Okay. Oh, yeah. Mike wasn't on the ranking show. Walker, who else do you not have ranked this week at quarterback? Matthew uh, Stafford. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Walker is fully out on Matthew Stafford outside their top 25 for the week. Yeah. Uh, I don't blame him. I'd be I'm done right now. Yeah. yeah. So uh, fears those Niners. All right, Mike, what is your win-loser draw for this game? Win-loser draw. C.D. Lamb. Darnell Mooney. Tony Pollard. Pollard, win. Going to run a whole bunch. Uh, Mooney, loss. He's going to get Trayvon Diggs and draw C.D. Lamb, whatever that might be, because C.D. Lamb has no baseline game. He doesn't. Yeah, I I agree. Uh, Pollard, I'll say, gets 100 yards in the touchdown. Lamb uh, gets like 80 in a touchdown. And Mooney, loss, because I, I think he just doesn't really see the ball much. Oh, he'll see it. He'll see it like hitting the dirt in front of him, yeah, uh, flying see, out of the sidelines. He'll see it at, in Justin Fields' hands as he gets sacked. Yeah, in Trayvon Diggs' hands as he runs <laughs> after him. Potentially, yes, could be. All right, uh, clean Dallas sweep in this one. So next game up, uh, Miami 4-3, and three, Detroit 1-5. and 51-and-a-half point over under, one of the highest of the week, if not the highest. I believe high. that is the highest. It's a lot of 40s this week. Because, uh, folks, football teams, they're bad right now. Um, Miami, what's that? They ain't scoring. They ain't scoring. They Miami, three and a half point favorites. Uh, Raheem Mostert was limited in practice on Thursday, but it's good to go for this weekend. Um, DeAndre Swift, off the injury report, should be ready to go. Um, and Amon Ross St. Brown, who did not have a concussion, but is in concussion protocols. They're not sure if he's going to clear protocols from his concussion that he didn't have. I think he's going to play. He's going to play. I think I think for him to clear protocols, they just have to map. He just has to map out what happened. And they're like, so you're in protocols, but you don't have a concussion. He's like, yes, that's correct. And they'll be like, all right, your brain works. Walker, I don't understand this question. 
because uh, this is this number is too high. Uh, what's your <laughs> over under for startable players in this game that you set at? Nine and a half. Nine and right. half. Start them all. Yeah, so Jeff, Jeff's all obviously up. saying under. No, uh, I'm not sure. I'm writing it down right now. Okay. Yeah, because Mike, what do you think? Before I start listing off guys. Uh, nine and a half. I would say no. I would say seven and a half. Seven and a half. Okay. So hold I'm on, think- hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm figuring it out. Hold on, hold on. I've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Over. So over. All right. So yeah, I have the these are players I think that you should start. Tua, Mostert, Hill, Waddle, Gasicki, Goff. Ridsicky. Yes. Goff, Swift, Williams, St. Brown, Hawkinson. I have yeah. 10. I have I 10, and I don't have Jamal Williams. I know. You have Josh Reynolds. I have Josh Reynolds. Yeah. See, there, there, I should have clarified what startable meant, but I, there's four in there that I probably would could care less to start or not. Ooh! So. Are they, let me guess, they are Jared Goff, uh, yep. Josh Reynolds. Yep. Jamal Williams. I could and, try and start him. And then and, Mike Isicki. And Mike the grid the Sicky. Yeah. Right. I just love the matchup. I mean, I don't love it as a Lions fan, but as a fantasy analyst, it's a great matchup. It is. 14 targets over the last two games. Yeah, yeah. I got to expect that he's going to get about seven targets again, and he's probably going to catch five of them for 50 yards. So even if he doesn't score, he might be top 12. And yes, we're going to see the see, world. See what you're doing, Jeff. I'm doing the world's fastest gritty again, just like Mike Mike Isicki. Uh Which doing the gritty sitting down is not. It's just kind of just like doing goggles. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> when like you say gritty, play. I think of the Philadelphia mascot. Gritty. So, <laughs> yeah. It's like you just hit a three pointer. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> do the the classic uh, the knuckleheads. Mike, do you remember the knuckleheads? I remember that. I don't remember where it's from. That's the Clippers. Back oh, when they were close? back when they called them a bunch of knuckleheads. When they'd hit a three, yeah. they'd do two two knuckles to their heads. Nice. Uh, yeah. Yeah, we always did in high school. I don't know how we got away with it, but uh I would I would put my hand out with like making a little ring with my pointer finger and thumb, and then uh another player would like pour a fake shot into it and then <laughs> I would drink it. <laughs> that's pretty that's a good that's a good celebration. I like that. They and you could do, do it on your own too, because you could do like the you could just like pour it and be like, yeah, yeah. pour three pointer. All right. Um. So for players in this game, I think we just outlined starter sit. Uh, Tua Tungo Vailoa has become like a top twelve quarterback. Yep. Uh, you know, Tua Anon was right. My question for this Tuanon. game was Tua Anon right? Uh. Uh. I, if they were talking about fantasy, sure. Uh. In real life, I still don't think he's that great. Here's my other question. Did Tua get the rookie of the year situation, but with his brain? He came I, out of it seeing the Matrix. Oh, so now he now he can see the field better? Yeah, now he can see the field better. His brain got knocked into place? Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, I don't, I don't think so, considering he should have thrown five picks last week. And brains don't work that way? Right. That's also <laughs> the case. Um. So yeah, start as many players in this game as you would like, I think is what we've come down to. Pretty much, yep. yeah. Yeah. I might make a DFS lineup of just players in this game. Do it. Yeah. Do it. All right. 
Uh, Walker, who is your win, loser, draw in this one? Uh, Raheem Mostert, Jared Goff, Amon Ross, St. Brown. Uh, Amon Ross, St. Brown gets draw, which is eight catches for 90 yards. Yep. Uh, Jared Goff gets a win because he will not get like 1.2 fantasy points like he had last week. Sounds good. And I guess Mostert will get a loss because Chase Edmonds will score a touchdown instead of Raheem Mostert. <laughs> Chase Edmonds still relevant. That'd yeah, notice, notice there was 10 guys on that list and none of us said Chase Edmonds. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> You're right. Chase Edmonds is a uh, fringe flex just <laughs> yeah. because of the matchup, not because he has a role. Um, yeah, I'll, I, I think I'll go with a uh, win for Raheem Mostert. I think he scores a touchdown. Uh, I think I'll go with a win for Jared Goff. Uh, I think he scores three touchdowns, and uh, I think I'll go with a win for St. Brown. Uh, I think he scores a touchdown as well. All right, Mike? Were, were all three of those wins? Yes, yeah. Um, I just let Walker do whatever they want. Cause... <laughs> no, that's fine. Um, uh, yeah, you know, I would only I would, I would say win Mostert, win St. Brown, but draw Goff. Draw me like one of your French goffs. All right. <laughs> uh, we have a cl- not winning. Yes, that is correct. Yeah. All right. Arizona at Minnesota. Arizona is three and four. Minnesota is five and one. This is a 49 point over under. Minnesota, three and a half point favorites. Uh, Daryl the Barrel is a game time decision. James Conner is out with his ribs injury. Uh, so that means it's going to be more of Eno Benjamin, probably. Minnesota has no injuries noted, uh, I believe, coming out of their bye last week. Uh-huh. So that would be really weird if somebody got hurt last week. All right, Mike, you have a matchup question. I do. Uh, Patrick Peterson versus D-Hop. Who wins? Uh, Andre Hopkins. Point, yeah, at this point, I'll go with Hopkins. Um, he hasn't played as much, so he's fresher. Um, Peterson has been okay this season, but I wouldn't say he's been great. Um you know, St. Brown made him look silly a few times in the Lions matchup against the Vikings. Yes. Yeah, so. and so did uh, EQ St. Brown. Oh. So both well, St. Brown is, brothers got it. Yeah, that's not good. Um, no, that is not good. But, yeah, <laughs> I I, uh, I think Peterson is okay, and I think DeAndre Hopkins is quite good. So I'll go with Hopkins in that one. Yeah, I think that Patrick Peterson is not quite the 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 Pat Pete that we knew a few years ago. I think he is okay as well. I think he's getting into his uh, late career Richard Sherman uh, vibes. Yikes. Where he can still do it, but you're like, come on, buddy. Like, play to play, he doesn't quite have it in him. So I think DeAndre Hopkins will get enough targets that he will win that matchup. Cool. All right. uh, Walker, are we starting your favorite tight end in the whole NFL? Irv Smith. Uh, Yeah. I mean, this week you certainly can. Second um, Arizona's second worst in the NFL against tight ends. Um, so Irv Smith has a role where he gets at least four targets a week. Um, you can expect him to catch most, if not all of them against this defense. So I think he's got a solid floor and decent chance to score a touchdown, get you like 14, 15 points. All right, Mike, what about Adam Thielen? Adam Thielen, uh, leads, leads the Vikings in five zone targets with Irv Smith, but he's been very inconsistent this year. Would you fire him up this week against the Cardinals? Yeah, I can't trust him at all. That's fair enough. I agree. Um, all right, so you are starting Dalvin Cook. You're starting uh, this Justin Jefferson fellow, if you've heard of him. He's pretty good. What about Kirk 
cousins in this matchup. Uh, Andy Dalton threw four touchdowns last week. Uh, technically, he threw six, but he threw four to his team. Um, <laughs> it was kind of a game where uh, Arizona looked dominant at points and, you know, swarming defense. And then at points, it looked they didn't know what to do. So are we firing up Kirk Cousins this week, Mike? I like Kirk Cousins almost as a as a super flex, but it's I, I think you can if you're looking at 10 to 12. If you're in that range where you have the 10 to 12 guys and mm-hmm. you're wanting one to emerge, I, I think this could be a game for Kirk Cousins to emerge out of that pack. OK, yeah, I, I tend to agree with that. He'll be in that group. He'll probably be the the quarterback 10. Um, Walker, how do we feel about Eno? Oh, go ahead. I was just gonna say I have him at QB nine. There you go. That is the like we were saying, put Gabe Davis at uh wide receiver twenty-five. Just put Kirk Cousins at QB ten or QB nine and just leave him there. Gabe Davis, my wide receiver, twenty-three. Ooh, Walker is so (laughs) high on Gabe Davis this week. Crazy. All right. (laughs) All right. Uh for Arizona, uh you're starting Kyler Murray. You're starting DeAndre Hopkins. Um, Walker, uh, are you starting um, Rondale Moore? Uh, I don't think you can after what you saw last week. Um, yeah, struggled. With DeAndre, with DeAndre Hopkins back, it was uh, all DeAndre Hopkins, and Rondale Moore's role shrunk a lot. So I I don't think I can trust it this week. Zachert's role also shrunk, but I think with what tight end landscape is what it is, you might be stuck with him. You have to start Zacherts this week. I mean, it's a pretty good tight end matchup, and Ertz has had one bad game this year. It just yeah. happened that it was last week. I, Ertz is a must start. Yeah, when I say stuck with him, I mean you just keep rolling him out there. Yes. Mike, yeah, I saw you shaking your head. Yeah, I was just thinking about uh, D-Hop and the fact that how much attention he gets from Kyler Murray, and it's just, it reflects the rest of the players. Mm-hmm. Um, it diminishes them. I mean, Rondell Moore was playing really good football until DeAndre Hopkins showed up on the field, and then he's disappeared like he disappeared last year. Uh, so um, I'm just um, more shaking my head as in disbelief that how much attention DeAndre Hopkins gets not that he doesn't deserve it but um it's disappointing that it takes away from everybody else as well I wouldn't be surprised if his targets went down mostly because he had 14 targets last week but also because (laughs) (laughs) but also because um it was like oh DeAndre Hopkins is back let's get him going uh let's get this gate you know let's let's get him back into the groove of it give him as many targets as possible so I wouldn't be shocked to see him go down to like 10 and what Zachary's had three last week, have or have him go up to like six, you know, and then yeah, I, I would guess that they're more looking for 10 targets for Hopkins, like six for Ertz, five for more, mm-hmm. five for the running backs, you know, and, and just space that out a little bit better. Yeah. Um. So you're starting Kyler. Uh, you, are we starting, Eno Benjamin in this one had a pretty good game last week. He did. Um, had a really good game actually. Mm-hmm. Um. And, uh, Probably not Daryl Williams. Probably will have James Conner, or pro- and definitely not James Conner. So fire yeah, up Eno again, again. Yeah, I once I update to reflect Conner's injury, I think I will have Eno at 19. So that's a recommended start. Recommended start. Not a fart though. Nope, <laughs> just outside fart range. My farts this week at running back. Uh, Gus Edwards was one, so that didn't really work out. And then I've got Antonio Gibson and Jamal Williams. 
Okay. I am starting Antonio Gibson this week, so fingers crossed. I feel like it'll be a big Antonio Gibson game, especially because uh, Ron Rivera came out and said, uh, my trading my running back t-shirt is answering a lot of questions about already answered by my not trading my running back t-shirt. Did you see the press conference? He came out and apropos of nothing was like, we're not trading Antonio Gibson. It's like, all right, man, cool. So, um, all right. Win, loser, draw for this one, Mike. Win, loser, draw. J. Jeff, uh, Rondell Moore and Kyler Murray. Uh, draw uh, J- Justin Jefferson, which is 19 catches for 300 yards. <laughs> uh, lost Rondale Moore because uh, he's going to get lost on the field and win Kyler Murray because he will have two rushing touchdowns. Ooh, nice. Uh, I'm going to go with draw for Kyler, win for Jefferson, loss for Moore. All right. And I have Minnesota winning. I had Minnesota winning. And Walker. Yep. Who do you have winning? Oh, Arizona. Woo! Love them birds. Go birds. Go birds. All right, next game up. The famous phrase that is definitely talking about the Cardinals. Yeah, go birds. The the dirty bird is definitely a cardinal in the desert. That's what that is. Yep, because they got sand all on them. Yeah, they're dirty. All right, next game. Speaking of the desert, Vegas, two and four, travels to New Orleans, two and five, down to the bayou. Where Deontay might be found. Deontay. <laughs> Deontay. Uh, <laughs> 49 and a half point over under. Vegas, two point favorites. Uh, Devontae Adams has a bad flu. No note if it's uh, a nose flu or a butt flu. Uh, not sure. Uh, Darren Waller is limited with practice this week with a hamstring injury and should play. Uh, Jawan Johnson was questionable with a hamstring injury. Jarvis Landry, Michael Thomas, and I didn't even put him in the notes. Adam Troutman, all out for this one. <laughs> not playing uh just uh take just doing my weekly thing of taking michael thomas out of my wide receiver slot putting him in the ir slot and picking up i don't know uh dernis johnson does this guy uh, want to play or is he just like really hurt i mean come on i don't know but i saw a thing that was like uh yeah, he's um, not practicing at all so i think he's hurt yeah but i saw a thing that was like uh uh brian robinson came back from uh whole, whole gunshots in his leg Faster than uh, Michael Michael Thomas came back from an injured foot. Yeah, right. Exactly. All right. So this game is really this uh, trivia is very interesting for this one because uh, it's going to be the feud. But what I tried to find was I tried to find stats that um, hold on uh, that. Uh, Derek Carr and Andy Dalton uh, were um, like very close in, but had like a few guys between them. Okay. But they are almost the same in basically every single stat. It okay. is wild. So uh, one stat that they are tied in is, are there three and four in active players? Sorry, there are four and five among active players in total number of pick sixes. Okay. 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 One, two, and three are Stafford, Ryan, and Brady. The yep. question for this family feud is, Which five active quarterbacks rank immediately behind Derek Carr and Andy Dalton in pick sixes? So we're looking at quarterbacks six through ten in pick sixes. Uh, so I'll buzz. give you I'll give you both a hint. Hold on. The most recent drafted guy was drafted, I believe, in 2015. So they're all old timers. There's no like okay. Daniel yeah. Jones in there or something. Okay. Buzz. All right. Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins is uh, second. 
Dang. So would you like to pass or play, Walker? Well, Mike gets a chance to beat it. That's right. I keep forgetting that. Mike, uh, can you get the number one guy in active pick sixes? Aaron Rodgers. No. All right, Walker, would you like to pass or play? Uh, if Rodgers is on there, I still get it. Yeah, Rodgers isn't on there. Oh, he's not. Okay. Uh, yeah, that's why I'll, I said. That's why I said no. Okay, I will. Oh, I hold will on, play. hold on. Crowd has something to say to Walker. What? Is it? Is it gonna play? It didn't. It play. did. It did play. Oh, I. I guess the sound's not sharing. Okay. Uh, Walker, one, three, four, and five are uh, on the board. Uh, Joe Flacco. Joe Flacco is tied with Kirk Cousins with wow. eleven. Uh, Tom Brady. No, just kidding. Sorry, 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 sorry. <laughs> just kidding. He was not. He was one of the guys that was too high. Um. Uh, okay. Uh, Jameis Winston. I'm surprised Mike did not go with Jameis Winston. Uh, oh yeah, Winston that's probably the most obvious list. one, right? Yeah, he's the most recently drafted guy. Oh, and I wanted to let you both know, all of these players have started started multiple games this season. So it's not like some random bench guy. All these guys have started multiple games this year on the list. I forgot to mention that. So it's not like uh, Blaine Gabbard or something. Right, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> or Chad Henney. <laughs> um, oh, boy. 30 seconds. Ru- Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson is incorrect. That's one X. So you got two more guesses, Walker, and then Mike gets a chance to steal. Ryan Tannehill. Ryan Tannehill is four. So who is number 10 in active pick sixes? I will let you know. He has eight. Eight. Okay. Um, Team Kelly, we need an answer. Mitchell Trubisky. That's too wrong. You have one more chance, and then Mike gets a chance to steal. And if Mike gets it right, he wins. If he does, if he gets it wrong, Walker wins. Okay. Um. Mike's over here, like pulling up, like he's like Pro Football Reference, pick sixes, <laughs> sort by active. <laughs> Carson Wentz. Uh, all right, Mike. Who is tenth among uh, active players in pick sixes? The only one I can think of is Jared Goff. Walker, <sighs> you win. The number tenth. Gino. Oh, the fifth second guess. Oh, I should have gone with it. I'm like, no, you didn't play enough games. There's no way he's up Gino there. Gino Smith with eight. I was debating between Geno Smith and Jared Goff, and I'm like, well, Geno Smith hasn't really played that many. Jared Goff's played way more. Uh, So Walker wins the feud. All right. Um, Yes. All right. Next question up. uh, Next next trivia question is actually there is a bonus trivia question unless it is if it is too hard because it might be too hard. Just so you both know. All right. Okay. 
who are we talking about? Raiders Saints. Uh, are we talking about Nick Chubb hard or just Nick Chubb hard? Yeah. We're talking Chuba hard. Chuba. All right. Um, my question <laughs> for this one is uh, are we just facing a lost season for Darren Waller? Like we have not thought about Darren Waller or talked about Darren Waller. He's been hurt. Uh, he's been, you know, he hasn't played a game since week five. Um, he hasn't been a top 10 or even top 20 or even top 30 tight end since week two. Um, are we just looking at like a lost season for Darren Waller at this point? Uh, Mike is nodding his head. Seems to yes, 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 yes. It, it was going to, it was a coin flip. He was either going to excel and be Darren Waller of two years ago. Or that's what it was like or three years ago, whatever it was that he, or it was going to be a complete flop. And uh, what, seven weeks in now. So yeah, no. Yeah. I think, uh, belly I, th- I think we have a problem where Darren Waller's fragility is coming into play. Um, and yeah, you know, I mean, he was on limited snaps and now he's just not playing. People forget that Waller was, uh, you know, he started as a receiver, so he's not like as sturdily built as a lot of tight ends. And, you know, he's, 30 plus years old now. So, yep. you know, it's most, most players that age start to break down a little bit. You know, most players aren't like Travis Kelsey. Yeah. And so, uh, and he secured the bag. Absolutely. He did. So, yes, he did. um, yeah, I think this is going to be a lost season for Darren Waller. I tend to agree. Um, you know, that's part of why I think Devonte Adams is getting so many targets is because there's been no Darren Waller. So, um, that was really all I wanted to talk about with this one other than, uh, uh, who we should start or sit. So uh, Andy Dalton, is he a top 12 quarterback this week? Um, I have him at 13, so no, but I think you can start him. I, I think he's a good streamer and certainly a great play in two quarterback leagues. All right, Mike, do you like Andy Dalton more than Walker? Walker hates Andy Dalton having him ah, at 13. Come on. Come on. <laughs> Out of here. Well, isn't um uh which one call it um Vegas is worst against opposing quarterbacks. No, but um Jameis is is the backup. But he's he's been practicing. Yeah, yeah but they he's said not he's not gonna the backup. play. Uh well geez, there goes my lineup. My... Yeah. Been... Okay, whatever. Um <laughs> Mike's like, who cares? <laughs> that just ruined my day damn it um <laughs> what, what was the question now i forgot that, that are we, so, can we start is andy dalton top 12 is andy dalton top 12 against this raiders defense absolutely there you go andy dalton or Derek carr oh my, i'm already having a tough day now i know bridgewater <laughs> Now I got to pick between these two guys. Come pick, on. He's going to pick um, against, he's got to pick against his boy. He has. Yeah, I do. Gosh, darn it. Um, what? Guess what? I'm picking Derek Carr, baby. Derek yeah, Carr. Yeah, let's go Derek Carr. Yes, 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 yes. Quarterback in the world. Derek Carr. Best quarterback 100%. Derek Carr to the moon. All right. Uh, Derek Carr or Davis Mills, Mike? Oh, what are you doing to me here? <laughs> Come on. Derek Carr. Oh. <laughs> All righty. Derek Carr, yes. Derek Carr is in that back-end quarterback one, high-end quarterback two discussion. Um, So for the Saints, you're starting Alvin Kamara, you're starting Chris Olave, Juwan Johnson, decent streamer. Um, 
the uh, Raiders are very bad against tight ends, and so are the Cardinals, and he scored two touchdowns last week. Correct. Uh, um, Mike, other than Josh Jacobs and Devontae Adams, is there anybody, and Derek Carr, is there anybody on the Raiders that you want to start? No, they just don't get enough playing time. Um, Matt Collins is like a, a three or four target kind of guy. And then the rest of the running backs that you would think would start, uh, like Brandon Bolden, he's sharing time with Amir Abdullah. Um, it's yeah, it's only Josh Jacobs really there. So nobody else. Yeah. And I want to stop. We haven't talked about him, but I want to give some love to Josh Jacobs, who has been killing it this year. And uh, we were like, please don't overthink Josh Jacobs. He's clearly the best. Yeah. Walker was redraft Jacobian. Uh, He was clearly the best player on the Raiders or the best running back on the Raiders this offseason. And um, uh, I was talking to people on Twitter. And uh, my favorite thing is uh, describing your own process. Uh, It's a good process. (laughs) Like everybody does that with their own process. No, it was a good process. Like maybe it wasn't in this case. Do you ever stop and think about that? All right. um, Who's winning this one? I think I got the Raiders. Thanks. I got the Oh, Raiders. no, I got Mike the has the Saints. Mike never knows who he picks. I never know. <laughs> Mike's like, you let me know who I pick. <laughs> All right. Next game up. Uh, England versus New York Jets. New England is three and four. New York is five and two. Forty and a half point over under. New England, one and a half point favorites. Kendrick Bourne was limited with a toe injury this week. Uh, Nelson Aguilar was limited with a hammy. Both expected to play. Mac Jones will be the quarterback this week. And Mac Jones was supposed to be the quarterback last week. So who knows? Um, For the Jets, uh, James Robinson, who is now a Jet, and Michael Carter will be handled on a hot hand approach. Corey Davis is out. This one, um, he will not be playing. And as I said on Twitter, Elijah Moore will be back. He had 30% target share, which is five targets. Yikes. All right. Uh, Walker, what is your one big question for this game? Are we starting any Jets? I will start Michael Carter because Michael Carter gets targets. I agree. Mike, and if are you're you starting any Jets, it, it, I would start Michael Carter. It just depends on. I mean, I guess James Robinson's not going to get a whole lot of um, snap share. So I, I, I could start Michael Carter. Yeah, they're going hot hand and James Robinson has been bad. Yeah, James Robinson, I don't think is going to be the hot hand. I think we'll see like nine for 30 for Robinson and then Carter will have 12 for 50 and then four catches for 30 yards. Yeah, I think that Michael Carter will have. Uh, if it's on the goal line, I think that James Robinson will get the touchdown plunge. But this is the Jets offense we're talking about. So what are the chances they're going to be on the goal line without Brees Hall? It's right. not going to be good. I don't think that this offense is going to be very good at all without Hall. So it yeah. wasn't last year. So I don't think it's going to be this year. Yeah. So um, I am just to see in my deep bench leagues, Walker, we talked about it. Elijah Moore was dropped. I'm going to see what happens there. Um, if it's nothing, it's nothing. But um, yeah, I would not start him this week, though. Uh, Tyler, what about Tyler Conklin? Remember Tyler Conklin? Yeah, I have Tyler Conklin. Yeah. Tight end 19. Please the, don't. The dream is dead, folks. It is dead, especially with Zach Wilson at quarterback. All right, Mike, let me ask you this. Uh, what Patriots are we starting in this game? Uh, you probably could start Myers. Um, maybe Hunter Henry, depending on where you're at in tight end, but that would be a desperation. Yeah. But he's been doing, 
he's increased. Uh, he's been doing better, hasn't he? Well, that was with Zap Zap. Of course, apparently it's Mac Jones. Uh, uh, so, yeah, that's true. That's a good so point. I didn't think about zap. that. Yeah. yeah. Um. So yeah, I would no, then not Hunter Henry, but just Jacoby Myers. And uh, neither running back, no Damian Harris or Ramondre. Oh, I forgot about running back. Hello. Um. I, I think you could start both of them in a bad situation. Okay. I, I, I'd I mean, roll I, with with Steven season. I, I don't disagree. I, mean, I have Stevenson at 16 and Damian Harris at 31. So, I mean, so flex leagues, for I Harris. think you can start Harris. Sure. Yeah. So, this game will be ugly. Talk about a 28-minute game pass game. I think this one will also be very, yep. very bad. Uh, over under uh, two and a half quarterbacks in this game. Uh, I'll just say under because neither of them will probably get hurt. But what if we see Joe Flacco, Joseph Robinette Flacco? Why would we see Joe Flacco? Because Zach Wilson stinks. Yeah, I know, but they're not going to go away from Wilson when they're winning. Well, what if he has three picks in the first quarter? I mean, I, I suppose he could do that. Yes. All right. I'm going under as well. I think the Jets win. I think this is going to be like 13 to 17. It's going to be one of those games that you claw your eyes out. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I, I picked the Patriots, right? Uh, yes. Yes, you did. Yeah, this is going to be one of those games where people go, what, you fancy heads just hate defense while the team just runs up the middle for three and a half yards per carry. It's like, that's not defense. That's just just slowing down the game. That's not yeah. good defense. I think you're right. I think it is going to be 17-13. I just think it's going to be New England 17. It's going to be Jets 17. It's going to be Michael Carter gets a touchdown. Zach Wilson gets a rushing touchdown. And Greg's are going to one field goal. That's right. All right. Uh, next game up. Uh, Pittsburgh at Philly. Uh, nobody is dumb enough to think that Pittsburgh wins, which means Pittsburgh is going to win. Uh, 43 point over under Philly, 11 and a half. Or sorry, just 11 point favorites. Pat Frymuth was back at practice, practicing in full with an ankle issue. Uh, he should be good to go on this one. Lane Johnson, who left the game with a concussion last week, cleared protocols, and he's good to go. Um, and uh, let's get into the trivia question for this one, which I said might be too hard. So um, the I'll get it up on the screen. The Eagles have won nine straight home games versus the Steelers. Who wow. was president? The last time the Steelers won in Philly. If this question is too hard, I have a backup question, which might also be too hard, but who knows? We'll see. Um, There's not that many presidents, and two of them have the same name, so. <laughs> I understand that. I'm just. I can't go to this can be that far. Well, it could. I'm going to go uh, Jimmy Carter just to be obscure. Jimmy Carter. Okay. Walker? I don't see it. Like, I think it would have been. Where's it go? Huh? Steelers and Eagles would only play in Philly every eight years. In the current setup, sure. Okay. Um, Gerald Ford. The answer is 
Lyndon Baines Johnson. Wow, we're going way back. <laughs> Pres- uh, the Steelers last one in Philly on October 24th, 1965. So I'll give it since you both got it wrong. Although you both got a lot closer than I thought you would. I was thinking I was going to hear Reagan and like first Bush. So you guys jumped far enough back. But World Series starts tonight. Who was the reigning World Series champion the last time the Steelers won in Philadelphia? It was their fourth title. I'm going to go fourth title. I'm going to go Phillies. Phillies? St. Louis Cardinals. Uh, Mike, I'll give you a hint. We hate them. Dodgers. The Los Angeles Dodgers defeated the Minnesota Twins four games to three for their fourth title. So I told you that one might be hard. Neither one of you got the point. I promise the rest of the questions are not as difficult. That was fun, though. Yeah, that was fun. It's okay. Yeah. I originally, I did not say how many win, how many wins it was. And I was like, that is too hard. That is just guessing at a president. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, I wouldn't have gone that far back, though. That's crazy. Yeah. LBJ. I was I was like triple checking last night that it was that that one. Uh, there's a great I think it's called football DB. You can see all the historic matchups for every team and you can click into box scores where there's box scores. It's a very oh, cool, cool website. Yeah. Um, my question is, is uh, can we feel good starting literally any Steeler against the Eagles? And the Steelers we would start would be Najee, Fryermuth, Deontay Johnson, George Pickens, maybe Chase Claypool. Do we feel good about any of them? Nope. One. Two. I feel good about Pat Fryermuth. Firemouth. Pat Firemouth. Yeah, I think he gets a lot of targets. Um, I expect Pittsburgh to be behind. I think he'll get a lot of those dump-off targets. I could see like a 7-for-60 game here. That would be good for tight end, yeah. I could see that, yeah. I think I think it's the lowered expectations of tight end that make Pat Firemouth a usable player in this game. Exactly. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, you'll, you'll, you're going to think I'm insane for my tight end, for my rank of Pat Firemouth. So. Six? Three. Three. Whoa, you really like the fire. Walker. You're correct. I do think you're insane. For that. <laughs> yeah. It, look, uh, no Kelsey, no Everett. You know, we're pushing guys up the up the board. No Kelsey, no Everett. Waller might not play. Pitt's uh, bad. Uh, Pitt's bad. Kittle, horrible matchup. Yeah. So we'll see. Where do you have a uh, uh, noted racist Tyler Higby? Five. Five. Okay. I was curious because uh, Niners have been good against tight ends except Tyler Higby. Well, and also there's it's going to be Fred Warner and uh, the special teamer that has two names, Flanagan Fowles or whatever. Is Aziz Alshair not playing? He's not playing, no. My boys, what is happening? Go get uh, <laughs> Kamu Gruger Hill, who's just like, I don't want to be a Texan anymore. And they're like, OK. Yeah. Bye. <laughs> yeah, that was a real weird situation in Houston. Uh, as they said on uh, on around the NFL, you could take Jack Easterby out of the Texans, but you can't take or you can take, but you can't. Why did they say it that way? Oh, I don't, I don't know, know. Whatever. Forget I said anything. Uh, Texans bad. All right. Uh, Niners possibly worse. Um, Eagles. We're starting Jalen Hurts, Miles Sanders, A.J. Brown, Devonta Smith. Anybody else? Dallas Goddard. Dallas Goddard. Uh, no, that's it. That's it for me. All right, like I said, clean uh, Philly Phillies. I hope it's a clean Philly sweep. Uh, yeah, clean Eagles sweep. All right, uh, next game up: uh, Tennessee at Houston. Tennessee is four and two. Houston is one four and one. Uh, Walker's got a wild hair that Houston is going to win. I do. I think Houston's going to win this game. I really. Do. 
Okay. 40 and a half point over under Tennessee, two point favorites. Uh, Tanny did not practice this week. True questionable Malik Willis might start, which, oh boy. Um, and then for Houston, like I mentioned, uh, Kamu Grugier Hill was uh, released. He asked for his release. Not sure what's going on there. Um, but uh, he has played almost like every down for the Texans until last week. So there might be something percolating. Um, so I hope everything's okay with him because he's he's not bad. He's not a bum. He's, no, he's decent. an okay player. Yeah, he's decent. All right, Walker, what is your big question for this game? Uh, because most of the start-sit decisions are straightforward, I went with more of a deep league thing. Um, is Dontrell Hilliard a sneaky flex play this week? I I don't think so because uh, Derrick Henry is going to run all over this team. And so I don't think that Dontrell Hilliard is a sneaky flex play. Like, he might get a garbage time touchdown if the Texans roll over and die, but that's it. Yeah, but I I mean, I think Houston's going to win, so I think it's going to be competitive, and Hilliard's going to catch some passes. All right. Mike, what do you think? It's kind of hard to say Hilliard is going to – he's like boomer bust, right? He's gotten um, four receptions in two games, a third and, a, and another – but one and zero in two other games. So um, he's going to get some targets, but I don't think it's enough to make you want to put him in your flex spot. Four, four receptions for 25 yards is only six points. Uh, yeah, so I, I just not, think, not a sneaky flex, but a desperation flex, maybe. Sure, I, yeah, I just I like the matchup. Obviously, Houston worst in the league against opposing running backs. And obviously, I think that's good for Derrick Henry. I have Derrick Henry number one on the week. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, I, it's either going to be and I it's either going to be Malik Willis just like freaking out and dumping the ball off or it's going to be injured Ryan Tannehill not being able to freaking out and dumping the ball, and off. Dumping the ball <laughs> off. So it's yeah, it, I, I just think that the short area targets are going to get utilized and that allows for Hilliard to. You know, I, I maybe he gets like three carries for 15 yards and four catches for 35 yards, and then you're at nine points if he scores a touchdown, 15. Wow. I mean, that's possible. I mean, you definitely made a case, um, but I don't think I'm desperate enough to do that. I think it's a desperation. Yeah. Like, no, okay. So. Yeah. <laughs> Walker's like, come on. Um, yeah, I tried my best. So other than Derrick Henry, Damian Pierce, uh, are we starting anybody in this game? Are we starting Brandon Cooks? Yeah, uh, Nico Collins not playing. So Brandon Cooks is the only show in town. Should get double-digit targets against the Tennessee team that's not good against opposing receivers. So, you know, even if he had, even if his lack of efficiency keeps up, he should catch at least six passes. So solid floor for Cooks this week, I think. Mike? Yeah, I think what Walker was talking is is very exact. I mean, there's only really one receiver, especially if um, oh gosh, um, not Cooks. Who who's the other guy? Nico. Just thank you, Nico Collins. Yeah, Nico's not going to play. I think I forgot to put him in the notes, but he's not playing. So um, yeah, Cooks is the only like Walker said. Cooks is the only show in town, so he's Davis Mills has to throw it to somebody, and it's really none of the tight ends. Or it's not Paul Pierce either. So Paul Pierce. Paul Pierce. Oh, Paul, Pierce. Paul Pierce. Paul Pierce. 
<laughs> now I'm switching sports. Wrong sport. Um, wrong sport. <laughs> um, yeah, Cooks is uh, definitely uh, the the guy. Damian Pierce. Some people oh, call Damian him. Pierce. I was like, who Damian. did you mean when you said Paul Pierce? <laughs> Damian Pierce. Some people call Damian him Paul Pierce. Pierce. Yeah, some call him Paul. <laughs> I've heard it, Walker. I've heard it both ways. <laughs> I have heard it both ways. I've 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 heard it both ways. Um. Uh. All right. Uh. I have Tennessee. Mike has Tennessee. Walker thinks Houston is going to win. I think the Texans win. Walker is Davis pilled. Call call Houston the truth. all right next game up niners are three and four rams are three and three niners are one and a half point road favorites over under 43 and a half uh debo samuel will not be playing in this game uh jason verrett will be playing in this game more than likely he is off of pup uh which will be good for the niners and apparently aziz alshair isn't playing which is something that walker just told me uh, for the Rams, uh, Van Jefferson will play. Uh, he's off of Pup uh, or IR. I forget which one he was on. Uh, Daryl Henderson is good to go. He missed practice this week with a rumbly tumbly. And uh, Cam Akers is not playing Sunday uh, with a case of being bad. Uh, Kyron is supposedly ready to play on Sunday. So uh, if you have a roster st- spot to play with, you can stash Kyron Williams, see what happens, um, you know. Uh, but Rams offensive line is bad. And that's why I want to ask is, uh, will Daryl Henderson's volume overcome the terrible offensive line play? And the last time the Niners and the Rams played, uh, the Rams lunch was thoroughly eaten and they lost Joe Noteboom in the meantime. And one of their interior linemen whose name is escaping me. Coleman Shelton. Yeah. Coleman Shelton. I think Coleman Shelton actually got hurt in the Niners game. So, um, will the, anticipated volume from Daryl Henderson uh, overcome this bad run, uh, run blocking offensive line. Uh, I, I don't really think so. Honestly, I don't expect him to score a touchdown in this game. And uh, I think you're going to see something in the range of like 13, 14 carries, probably going to average barely over three yards a carry. So you're looking 45 rushing yards and a couple catches. So, you know, I, I just don't, I don't see the ceiling and that I think, Decent floor, I suppose. You know, floor is like six or seven points, but the ceiling is only about maybe 14. So, mm-hmm. you know, I think he's a okay flex play, but certainly not a guy I want in my lineup. Mike, what do you think? Yeah, I think what Walker said is perfect. He is, his uh, ceiling isn't that high, and his floor is, you know, up there as well. So, um. That, that's exactly what I would think. Six six to 14 points, and that's it. And that's just flux to me. So I'd be okay with him playing in the flux, but I'm not trying to push him as my RB2 or definitely not an RB1. So 18, 24, somewhere around there. Okay. Um, I looked at three different ways to measure offensive line efficiency. This is a sneak preview for my starter six. I have Dale Henderson as a sit. And um, whether you choose PFF, or you choose player profiler uh, run blocking, or you choose run block win rate. Uh, no matter which one you choose, the Rams are bottom five. There's no like, oh, this stat likes them. It's like they're bad by every measure. Um, let me ask you both a question. Uh, for what team does Cam Akers take his next snap? 49ers. <laughs> <laughs> Hate you so much, Mike. <laughs> Um, (laughs) 
There is a correct answer, and you'll both go, oh, that makes sense. The Lions. No, they have Jamal. <laughs> I will say the New York Giants. I was going to say the Jacksonville Jaguars. Yeah, that's fair. But uh, I'll say I'll say that Akers just rots away the rest of the season, and then the Giants trade for him to be Saquon's backup. Yeah, yeah. both need backups. Yeah, something interesting is uh, so in the negotiations, the Rams apparently knew the Niners' offer for Christian McCaffrey of a second, a third, a fourth, and a fifth next year. And the Rams offered a second, a third. They didn't have a fourth because they traded it for Sony Michelle and a fifth next year, which means that they're roughly valuing Cam Akers at a fourth round pick. So wow. just just something to keep in mind there. That's um, pretty high for me. I, yeah, I, I wouldn't spend high. a fourth round pick on Cam Akers. Definitely. No. Like I tweeted out, you get three picks, but you have to take Cam Akers is a is a great way to end negotiations. Right. <laughs> um. All right. Uh. Are, we're starting Brandon Ayuk this week, correct? No Debo Samuel. Ayuk's been good yeah. in two straight games. Yes, for sure. All right, and you're starting both tight ends. Uh. I almost said, are we starting Christian McCaffrey? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let me think about that one. Yes, you are. I got used to having Jeff Wilson being the Niners running back, okay? Um, Jeff Wilson, you can get him out. Uh, Get him out now. Get him out. Uh, Elijah Mitchell is supposed to be back after the bye. Um, So Jeff Wilson will be the third running back the next time we see him after this game. So uh, Kyle Juszczyk is out broken finger as well. Um, Don't get cute start Jawan Jennings. Uh, Don't get cute start Ben Skoranek, even though he's my sicko stash. Uh, Cut Allen Robinson. Are we starting Cooper Cup? Yeah, gonna have to say that you uh, should be definitely starting. Cup. Okay, Garoppolo or Stafford? Garoppolo. Neither. Yeah, <laughs> neither is a good but, answer. But too. Garoppolo, if I have to pick one. All right, and we all have the Niners winning. And speaking of starting either quarterback, it's the Ellinger versus Heineke Bowl. Washington three and four. Indy three three and one. Forty point over under. Indy three point favorites. Uh, Logan Thomas is questionable with a calf injury, which means he's not going to play because Logan Thomas never plays. Jahan Dotson is out with a hamstring injury. Diami Brown is questionable with a groin injury. Uh, for the Colts, Matt Ryan injured his shoulder and then got benched anyways for Sam Ellinger. Um, so it's going to be the Heineke Ellinger Bowl. And Mike wants to know if Ellinger is the next. Well, why don't you ask the question, Mike? Is Sam Ellinger the next Jalen Hurts or Taste Some Hill? Uh, I would say he is probably slightly better than Taysom Hill, but I don't think he's anywhere near as good as Jalen Hurts. I I don't see the arm strength. I don't see the accuracy. I don't see the decision-making ability, the ability to go through progressions. Um, strikes me as like a worse version of Justin Fields. So just not, I'm not excited about it. Um, I think the offense is going to struggle. Uh, I, I, yeah, I, I just I think it's going to be a pretty steep adjustment period for everybody except maybe Jonathan Taylor. Yeah, I think it's going to be very rough. Um, I'm not starting. I mean, you kind of have to start Michael Pittman. Yeah, um, but like my Alec Pierce love got a huge uh, splash of cold water. Paris Campbell, um, he might still get a bunch of targets because he's been getting short area stuff. Uh, but yeah, it's going to be Jonathan Taylor. I mean. I doubt it's going to be Naheem Hines because those dump offs are just going to be Ellinger running instead. Yeah, that's the uh, 
Yeah. And then um, it's funny that Jalen Hurts or Taysom Hill, because back in March, Mike, when I was watching Taysom or Sam Ellinger tape, uh, I said, we have Taysom Hill at home. And it was a picture of Sam Ellinger. And then um, I saw a tweet that I retweeted, which was uh, uh, Sam Ellinger is Jalen Hurts. If Jalen Hurts was very bad. Oh, wow. (laughs) Pretty much. Yeah. If Jalen Hurts sucked really bad, then that's what you have with Sam Ellinger, because Every now and then, his athleticism will allow him to make a cool play. And you'll be like, is there something there? No, there's nothing there. It's just he'll have, like, one cool play a game, and then the rest of it's going to be four and a half yards an attempt, too many turnovers, you know, nine carries for 32 yards for some reason. Yeah. And I, I got to give credit to Jalen Hurts because I did not like this guy coming into the season, but he's proven me way wrong. So kudos to him. Um, yeah, so oh my uh, God, you admit it, yeah, I did, yeah, I'm, I'm wrong about Jalen Hurts, yeah, Mike did it, Mike admitted it, Mike likes a <laughs> rushing quarterback. <laughs> I like funny, plenty of rushing quarterbacks. What's funny is you did the same thing with Josh Allen, yes, I was you wrong like, about Josh Allen, yeah, he went, he went from like, wow, I, this guy sucks to, oh, this guy's he totally proved me wrong, I think he's great now, yeah. Yep. What's funny, too, is uh, around the NFL podcast does uh, you're the GM and they do like uh, like skits that are calls between GMs trying to set up a trade. And they played one from a few years ago where that was uh, Steve Keim and um, Chris Ballard. And uh, they were talking about the draft and uh, they go, yeah, well, I mean, they don't want to get stuck with Josh Allen. They want to get Josh Rosen. It was like, oh, boy. (laughs) (laughs) Oops. (laughs) (laughs) That didn't age well. Um, all right. And so, yeah, I think, um, starts in this game, you're going to start Pittman. Uh, are we starting Terry McLaurin? Uh, no, not against this defense wide receiver 29 for me on the week. So yeah, maybe, I mean, in in a three wide receiver league, yes. In a two wide receiver league. No. Okay. Yeah, Uh, I agree. Uh, we're starting Jonathan Taylor. Uh, what about the commanders running backs? Uh, Brian Robinson is going to make his debut this week, probably on the least efficient backs in the league list that I put out every week uh, down there at 3.5 yards per touch. He just doesn't have enough touches to justify put to qualify for the list yet. Um, and then Antonio Gibson barely used, but more efficient. So uh, and J.D. McKissick just banished to the nether realm. You can cut yeah, J.D. McKissick. Get rid He's of gone. J.D. McKissick. Um Antonio Gibson, I think, is a low-end RB2. I have him as a fart. Um, pretty pretty good matchup with Shaq Leonard still on the snap count. Um, Brian Robinson, I have at 25, but that's mostly just out of volume. He'll probably get like 18 touches, and he'll probably average about three and a half yards a touch, and he'll probably score a touchdown. So that'll get you 12 points. Great. Okay. Um you're not starting either tight end or either quarterback. And I realized I forgot to do the trivia. Oh. For the Niners and Rams. Oh, yeah. All right. Well, we can do it oh, now. Oh, We then, can do it now. I'm trying to. In, in, in this interlude, I will say the thing I was thinking about, which was, um, what if Arizona did draft Josh Allen and then the Bills were really bad and then the Bills drafted Kyler Murray? Would the Bills would be still be the best team in the league right now with Kyler Murray at quarterback? No, because so much of what the Bills do is because Josh Allen is who he is. But, I don't know. But Kyler, Kyler, yeah, our run. So they that would be taken away. 
But and he has a, has a cannon, cannon arm, and right. he can throw any throw you need him to throw. Exactly. Um, and see, that's what I don't understand about why so many people diminish Kyler Murray. You know, um, like he's not talking about as far as the running quarterbacks go. And I'm like, wait a minute here. We got a really good quarterback in Kyler Murray, but no one's talking about him. Um, and I don't I get this. Is but play calling is not very good right now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think it's also because there's been a certain amount of I mean, it, of a lack of acknowledgement from the Cardinals that he's really good. I mean, you had like the COD. Like, he's like the punchline rushing quarterback right now because the Call of Duty stuff and it being in the contract. And I think that's the problem. And I think also it's um, uh, a lack of winning by yeah. the, the 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 Cardinals. And they collapse in the second half. And it's yeah. just this, like, they're just – the Cardinals are a punchline, and a lot of that has to do with Cliff Kingsbury. So you get, like, Jalen Hurts. I mean, the Eagles are – they're going to be seven and zero after this week. You got Josh Allen, um, who they're the you know prohibitive favorite to come out of the AFC, um, and it's just like Kyler Murray's kind of a punchline because the Cardinals are kind of a punchline. So I think that that's why, for better or for worse, we tied the quarterback evaluation to the team record, which doesn't make sense. And I think that that's why he's not getting the respect he's due. Without taking this too far off the rails, who would you who would you put in order? Josh Allen, Kyler Murray, Jalen Hurts. That would be the order. Yeah, overall, uh, Kyler Murray's a much better thrower of the football than Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts just works better for fantasy because he's a uh, more stout runner than Kyler Murray, and so he can rush it more. But in terms of which which player would I re- would rather have for my team, I think Kyler. Kyler makes chicken salad out of chicken, you know what? And um, you know, you put Kyler behind that Philly offensive line, Oof. like Jeez. he can make yeah. it work. The problem is, is that the Cardinals are so bad and their line is so bad. That Kyler is like snapping the ball's getting snapped and he's running for his life almost immediately. Right. Yeah, so. exactly. Yeah. True. And that's not to take anything away from Jalen Hurts. I think that Jalen Hurts is really good too. It's just you're right. We don't recognize Kyler Murray for what he is. Yeah. Um, he's top top eight quarterback in the league, probably. Yeah. It's it's Tom Brady. Uh <laughs> no. <laughs> All right. Kirk Cousin. No. Uh uh Nick Nick Adams voice. It's Kirk Cousins, Tim Tebow. Uh, all right. I told you these would be easier. Uh, so Niners Rams, Tory Holt and Terrell Owens spent the bulks of their careers in the 2000s on the Rams and the 49ers, respectively. Where did they each end their careers? Oh, man. So Tor- where did Tory Holt and T.O. end their careers? Uh, is it the same team? No, they're different teams. Uh, T.O. Cincinnati Bengals. I want to say Houston. All right. Well, uh, so uh, you're both wrong about T.O. So what about Tory Holt? I want to say New England. Okay, Mike. I'm going to go Houston. (laughs) You're both wrong. I'll give you a hint. The teams have a player with the same name. Teams have the same player with the same name. A player with the same name. Uh, Oh, so owns it. Yes. No, the two teams have a player. They share a player. A so, player like, there's the a hold on on it on oh, that team. Oh, no. Oh, oh, they both have oh, Josh Bill, Allen on their team. Yeah, Bills, Bills, and oh, Jacksonville. God. Jacksonville. Torrey Holt had one season in Jacksonville to end his career. Terrell Owens bounced around. He ended up in Dallas. He was in um, Cincy for a while, but he did finish one last year in Buffalo. Buffalo. 
Oh, yeah, I, I I remember that when I remember To's Buffalo year when it became obvious to me, but yeah, I I couldn't recall it. Yeah. So all right. Um, South team. I knew it was a South team. I just got. There. All right. So I have Washington. Back to the game we were talking about. I have Washington winning. Mike has Washington winning, or Mike oh. has Indy winning. No, Walker has Washington winning. There you go. All right. Next game up. Uh, Geno Smith versus Daniel Jones. Uh, fun fact. This is the I heard this, I believe, on Around the NFL. This is the only game this week featuring two teams that are above 500. Yeah. Giants 6-1. Wow, really? Seahawks 4-3. Yeah. Uh, if the Colts had just beaten the Jags in week one, Mike. Everything would be status quo. Goddamn Colts. Actually, that wouldn't be that wouldn't be it either. Uh, yeah, it's just, uh, oh boy. Uh, 45 point over under Seahawks, three point favorites, uh, for the giants, uh, Kenny Galladay likely out Evan Neal missing three to four weeks and Kadarius Tony is a chief. Yeah. What do we think crazy. about this? Uh, I think that he probably won't be fantasy relevant very often, but there's a chance that if he buys in, he could average like a little bit less than what Juju is averaging. So like five for 60. Mike, what do you think? With that wide open space in, in the zone, uh, he could be very dangerous. But how often is Patrick Mahomes not throwing to Travis Kelsey? Uh, and, you know, we I, I believe secondly is Juju Smith-Schuster. So to say that he's going to be fantasy relevant, not to say that you were saying that, Walker, but to say that in general, um, I, I agree. I don't I don't see it happening, but he could really explode for like a one for 65 and a touchdown, you know, so he'll get like 13 points. Um, but he's not going to be out there catching four to five passes. Miko Hardman, Marquez Valdez-Scantling, Sky Moore. Three guys that we talked ourselves, we being the fantasy community, talked ourselves into who all have good traits who did not find enough volume to do anything on this right. offense. Yep. And adding Kadarius Tony to the mix, the chance that he, his only chance to fantasy relevance is the Chiefs saying, well, Miko Hardman, grab some pine. Marcus Valdez-Gantling, grab some pine. We're going to give your targets to Kadarius Tony. And it's entirely possible they come out of this bye, and their three wide receiver sets are Sky Moore, Kadarius Tony, and Juju Smith-Schuster. Yep. They might do it, yeah. Yeah. I can see them doing that. And in that case, uh, I think Kadarius Tony could have fantasy value, but it's a it's a narrow margin. Like it is right. him becoming Tyreek Hill, basically getting that ball in space and taking it the long way. It, it's it's worth I think having him like on your bench to see what happens, but you can't play him until you see it. Exactly. Well, you, yeah. So you're talking about starting him week ten, basically, if he does yeah. something next week. Sure. So. Yeah. Yeah. And then I, go, go ahead, ahead I'm sorry. I was, go for it. I was just going to say, but he's worth a roster spot. And I also think that there's something to be said to give a first-round draft pick. I don't know exactly what the trade was, but... Uh, uh, conditional third and a fifth, I believe. So for that, you're just like a first-round pick, and you're just like here uh, to the Chiefs. And um, I, I don't... Those usually tell me things like I wasn't when the when the Colts traded their first round pick for Trent Richardson it was exciting but I was also like okay why are they doing that that's like um yeah. you know you just don't give up a first round pick for 
for, you know, just for reasons. And there's got to be a reason why the Giants were like, you know, maybe it's Wandale Robinson. I don't know. But until Kadarius Tony can prove that he's a viable player, then then sort of fact that he didn't perform in New York. And now the Giants is at here tells me that there might be more issues with Kadarius Tony that are necessarily obvious. Wow. Well, Kadarius Tony's career with the Giants has kind of been marked with people going, what is Kadarius Tony doing? Because he started off with like weird things going on with his helmet and like not practicing and then yep. um, attitude issues. Attitude issues. And then he and the Giants just don't seem to like each other. But um, they're doing, the Giants are doing what I call uh, 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 a Vlade move, Vlade Divots, uh, former GM of the Kings, which is every move you make is undoing a move you did six months to a year earlier and just fixing that mistake. And you never get go forward oh, if yeah, that's yeah. how you do it, because everything you're doing is just fixing what you did before. Instead of get step, taking a step forward, you're just kind of treading water. And that's what this Kadarius Tony move is. It's like, uh, OK, so we rendered Kadarius Tony irrelevant with Rondale Robinson and we don't like Kadarius Tony. So let's just trade him for whatever we can get. And we wasted that first round pick on Kadarius Tony, which everybody roasted at the time. Yes, Everyone was exactly. like, this was not like what is happening here? This is not right. a first round pick. And right. Giants Twitter was like, oh, well, <laughs> you turned him into a third and a six. Good job. Is yep, that what they job. were like? <laughs> That's that is exactly what they were like. Right. OK. Um. Yeah, I mean, I. Darius Tony also there was a post that he deleted where he said like he was like laughing and saying like y'all think I'm still injured lol and yeah so either Kadarius Tony was faking being injured to not have to play for the Giants or the Giants just so badly didn't want him out there because they hated him so much that they were just saying oh yeah he's too hard to play and it could be, I mean, it is a third option where oftentimes the players think that they're ready to play and the teams disagree. Right. Sure. It could have been, it could have been like, you know, Kadarius Tony's just like, I, you know, I'm practicing, I'm ready. I can, I can go. Mm -hmm. And the Giants are just like, no, nah, we're, we're going to play it safe because they don't really care if they use him or not. Yeah. And then uh, Wandale Robinson also worth the roster spot just to see what happens. Uh, Herms had a post that went up today about Wandale. Uh, very interesting. I, had I lifted my eyebrows a couple times reading it. Um, he dominated the wide receivers production on like 25% of snaps. So yeah, wow. he, he's, he's, he's good. He's a good yeah. player. Yeah. He's uh he's good folks. All right. Um, so for Seattle on the other side, now that we're done talking about uh, Kadarius, Tony, uh, DK Metcalf likely not playing with a knee injury. Um, that's another like Zeke thing where it depends what time of day and who you're asking if he's playing or not. Um, Walker, what is your one big question for this game? Can Gino be a top 12 quarterback in a bad matchup? No, not without DK Metcalf. This is going to be a Gino come to earth game. Gino come to earth. Okay. Yeah. Uh, the come to Gino meeting. This is when uh, Gino writes back when they wrote him off, but he didn't oh, write yeah. back. Now he's going to write back because he's going to be on the <laughs> so much. Yeah. This is going to be his, his stand game. Where he writes back and then drives off a bridge. His correspondence. <laughs> uh, what do you think, Mike? At first, I was like, yeah, I think he can. But then Jeff made the good point without DK Metcalf. So I'm going to say, no, he cannot. Yeah, yeah. I, I have him at QB 14. Uh, in two quarterback leagues, you're playing him. But in one quarterback leagues, find somebody else. Do it. So 
I have a question for you for you both. Uh, how good is this Kenneth Kenneth Walker kid, huh? Oh God, pretty good. Better than I thought. Uh, I thought Jeff he might I struggle. Decided, Jeff and I decided on the ranking show that he is Curtis Martin. Yeah, that's what we decided. And do you know what okay. I heard? You know what I heard? Uh, Dynasty RB two. Wow. Behind Taylor. Behind Taylor. I don't know. I mean, I guess with Hall coming off of an ACL injury, it's tough. And Javante coming off of an injury as well. Yeah. 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 That makes sense. And Kenneth has the draft capital, and he's really good. Mm -hmm. And he has a team that does exactly what he does well. Like, they're not going to try to make him catch footballs. Yeah, he's going to catch, like, two passes a game because, you know, he's he's turbocharged J.K. Dobbins, where he's averaging Mm -hmm. five yards a carry on, like, 18 carries a game and catching a couple passes. And running for a bunch of touchdowns. So let me ask you this. Saquon Barkley or Kenneth Walker in this game? Oh, in this game? Saquon. Yeah. I just think I just think that uh Saquon the the defense is really tough with the Giants, so I'd have to go Saquon. Especially against the Seattle Seahawks. That the it's just the opposite on the opposite end there. Okay, but uh, they're both top 10, right? Yeah, yeah, I have Saquon at 2 and Kenneth at 10. There you go. And uh, everybody who uh, was like all offseason, like, oh, Kenneth Walker, he can't be good because he doesn't catch footballs. You owe all of us an apology. Yep. All of us, because we said Kenneth Walker can run the ball. We said he was going to be good, and folks, he's good. We did Richard Sherman screaming at, uh, after the Broncos game on Thursday Night Football, going, run the ball! Run the ball! Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, we're starting Lockett. We're starting Saquon. We're starting starting Kenneth Walker. Is that it? Um, I mean, I'm starting Daniel Jones. Oh, yeah, Danny Dimes. Yeah, because he Danny Dimes, top 12 in this matchup? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, against Seattle for sure. I have him at six. I mean, I think... Ooh. He's going to get uh, 175 passing yards, a passing touchdown. He's going to get 60 rushing yards and a rushing touchdown. Yeah. So, I mean, if he does that, that's 7, 11. That's 23 points. That's I mean, that's probably top five on the week. Yeah. That's what I think he's going to do in this one. And I agree. Unless the Seahawks break out uh, Trey Lance, the Trey Lance protocol, and break his ankle on a rush like they did to Trey Lance. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm sure that's what they were going for. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it definitely wasn't a guy that just fell over onto Trey Lance accidentally. Nothing yeah. like that. I'm definitely not bitter. Um, no, not at all. <laughs> all right, Walker, let's get that win-loser draw. Tyler Lockett, Daniel Jones, Saquon Barkley. Daniel Jones, win. I believe somebody, a smart guy, I heard somebody say 175 yards passing, 60 yards rushing, two total touchdowns. I heard that somewhere. That was me. I did that. That was me. I did that. <laughs> yes, um, I did it too. Lockett gets a uh, draw because his efficiency will go down, but his targets will go up. And that leaves Saquon Barkley also winning because he's going to be on the receiving end of that Daniel Jones touchdown. And he will also score two touchdowns, one rushing, run receiving. Let's go. The Giants score three touchdowns in this game. That's right. And they beat the Seahawks. Wow. That's probably all they can score, too. Um, That's all they need to score. I'm going to... Go Lockett lost, Daniel Jones win, and Barkley the draw. 
I agree with Mike, and I have, I believe, the Seahawks winning. You do. I have the Giants winning. I get the Giants. The G-Men! All right. Next game up, Sunday Night Football. Green Bay, 3-4. and four. Buffalo, 5-1. and one. Uh, 47 and a half point over under Buffalo. <laughs> I I just did like data entry. I wasn't actually like reading what I was putting in. Buffalo 11 and a half point favorites. Yeah. Good God. <laughs> um, Alan Lazard is out with a shoulder injury. Uh, Sammy Watkins and Christian Watson are both limited, but should play. Uh, Spencer Brown, offensive tackle for the Bills, will miss week eight, but that is their only injury. Um Mike, what is your one big question for this game? What can we expect from Gabriel? Gabriel Davis. Gabriel Davis. Walker, what do you think about Gabriel Davis in this one? Um, I've never heard of that guy. But uh, <laughs> what do you think of Paul like, Pierce in this one? <laughs> Paul Pierce. That's <laughs> much like, better. Sounds like Gabriel Davis to me. So uh, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna assume it's that guy. What, what do you yeah, think of Anthony? What do you think of Anthony Davis in this one? Anthony Davis. Yes. Yeah. He's. I think he's gonna. Uh, He's going to scare everybody off with his unibrow. His one eyebrow and his (laughs) messed up teeth. Uh, You're a millionaire, man. Get it together. Get veneers. Gabe Davis, I have wide receiver 23. Um, Green Bay is not a great matchup, but I think that Davis will catch at least one deep ball on Eric Stokes. Um, I'm thinking something like, Like he catches a couple underneath balls, one medium, and then one long ball. So like four for 75. And he's just a solid wide receiver three. If he, if he doesn't score, he's a flex play. And if he does, then he's a you know wide receiver 15 on the one. So I, I firmly disagree with Walker because in my mind, I have him catching one underneath ball, one very deep ball where he gets tackled at the one and one medium ball. And I had him three for 85. So the exact same number of fantasy points. There we go. <laughs> no wow. touchdown. He gets tackled at the one. No touchdown. Ooh. And it's going to be a Josh Allen rushing touchdown. Oh. Unless I... it happens in the third quarter, in which case it will be a James Cook redemption touchdown. He will get the one yard plunge. Okay. Because the, the Bills will be up like 24 to 7 at that point. Yeah. What what did you say the, uh, the line and the over under were? Uh, 47 and a half and Bills are 11 and a half point favorites. Yeah, so that's like an implied point total of 30 to 18. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, they're figuring on the Bills scoring four touchdowns. I'll say Gabe Davis gets one of those. Okay. I think James Cook gets one. Let's go. Garbage time touchdown. Let's go, baby. Case Keenum to James Cook. Let's do it. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um. So, Green Bay. Anybody but Aaron Jones, and even then it's iffy? Um. Yeah, Big Bob Jones is the only one I'm playing. Uh, I have him at running back 20, so I don't love him. But I think if you've got him, you're playing him. Um, that's it. Uh, Big Bob or Dawson Knox, Mike? Oh, I'm going to have to go with Tanyan. I, I'd rather go with the one that he's actually targeting. To me, with Dawson Knox, it's more of a fourth kind of guy out of the rotation and Tanya's more of a third kind of guy for yeah. Rogers. Like you have the correct answer. Correct. Yes. Two of my, uh, put my, uh, header images for busts are in this game. And I was right about both of them. 
Aaron Rodgers, Dawson Knox, both busts. Get him out of here. Out of my face. Out of my face. Um. All right. On the Bills. Uh, start. Everybody you would normally start. Josh Allen, Stephon Diggs, Gabe Davis, Devin Singletary. Start them all. Uh, Singletary. I think Singletary is a flex, but a good flex. So in most cases, you're probably playing him. All right, Mike. What do you think? Yeah, if he just could score more touchdowns, this guy would be in the top 12 like every week. But he just does not get in the end zone enough to warrant that. So he's always going to be an RB2 flex option. So would you say would you say that if he had that dog in him? He had that dog. He had that nose for the touchdown, which I nose for the end zone, which I still don't know what that means. It's like he's either. the only guy on the field who knows where the end zone is. Yeah, right. <laughs> he's smelling pay dirt. Yeah, I don't know what that means either. Yeah, I'm pretty sure everybody on the field knows where the end zone is. Or can and if smell. you, yeah, if you're running and you're running towards white, uh, turn and go a different direction, and you will find the end zone. Hopefully, the right one. Yeah, run. Yeah, run a. The direction that you're going, fingers crossed, but upfield. Yeah, you definitely don't want to be Alan Page up there. Oof, rough. All right, Mike, who is the win-loser draw for this one? Win-loser draw, Diggs, Aaron Jones, Singletary. Diggs draw, because he is just very good every game. Uh, Loss, Aaron Jones, because uh, this is going to... Actually, you know what? I'm going to go win Aaron Jones, because uh, with Lazard out, and Aaron Rodgers going, we just have to get the ball to the guys that we know are good. Uh, I have a feeling Aaron Jones is going to get like 11 targets in this game. So I'll go win Aaron Jones, which means lost Devin Singletary. No touchdown for Devin Singletary. It'll be James Cook. Um, Might be. I'm getting intoxicated by these insane things because nobody remembers what I say. So I just, <laughs> I'm just like, yeah. Oh, Jeff's. Jeff's babbling on about something again. Whatever. <laughs> I'm tempting I'm tempting fantasy receipts to listen to our podcast. <laughs> yeah. I'll go with win Stefan Diggs, draw Devin Singletary, loss Aaron Jones. Mike, thoughts on your own win loser draw? Uh draw Singletary, draw Diggs, draw Aaron Jones. Fair enough. All right. It's MF running the draw play. Yes, he is. All right. Uh, Clean Buffalo sweep. And Mike did not pick a winner of Monday Night Football. Mike will will put it in on Tuesday morning. I will put it in Monday. I will be up. So Monday, 3 o'clock. Okay, perfect. All right. Monday Night Football. Since he is 4-3, Cleveland 2-5, 47 point over under. Since he 3.5 point favorites. Uh, We will do the question or the trivia, and then we will get into the injuries because this is probably the – one of the most impactful fantasy injuries of the season. So we really need to unpack this. So we can't be like, all right, uh, Jamar Chase got hurt. And then let's talk about trivia. Uh, Let's do trivia first. Share screen. All right. This one's kind of weird. So I fully understand if it doesn't make sense to either of you. Uh, Since the Ravens left Cleveland and became Baltimore Ravens, do the Bengals have more wins versus the Browns or the Ravens? And don't forget there is a three-season head start on them playing against the Ravens. So, so since the Browns ceased to exist the first time, do the Bengals have more wins against the Ravens or the Browns? Mm, I'm going to go Ravens. With the Browns, why not? Well, 
It is the Browns, and it is closer than you would think. So once again, Walker wins trivia. Would you like the uh, Would you like the tiebreaker question? Yes. Yeah, let's do it. When the Eagles lost to the Steelers in Philly, how many completions did Bill Nelson, Jack Concannon, and amazing name King Hill have combined? And is the hint is that his middle name is of the. Of the, of the correct. <laughs> they had 51 attempts. How many completions did the three of them have combined? And, and Jack's against all cannons. So, sorry. He is against cannons. Um, or in Spanish, with cannon. Or with cannon, yeah. Yeah. Combined. Um, ooh, 51 attempts? Uh, I'm going to go 35. 35 for Mike? 13. 13 for Walker. 22, which means oh, Walker is closer. Closer, yep. Uh, just amazing stat line here from Bill Nelson. Uh, real uh, Zach Wilson line here, 6 for 16. 6 for 16, yeah. Probably for like... Like 100 yards. yards. Yeah. All right. Nelson and Tyrone Hill in there. There we go. So Walker wins trivia. Um, all right. When doesn't so, he win trivia? Next Gee, week I'm gonna. Next on. week I'm gonna. It's gonna be all all Colts trivia. There we go. I need That's a win fine. somewhere. All Colts trivia. I'll still get them. No, right. no, no, not Colts trivia. That's my only chance. All right, David Njoku injured his ankle. He'll miss this game. It's looking two to five week injury for that. Uh, they're not too concerned about that. It sounds like it's gonna be closer to two than five. Uh, Denzel Ward is in concussion protocol. He will miss this game for the Bengals. Uh, Jamar Chase has a hairline fracture and a torn labrum in his hip. Uh, he will miss four to six weeks. Um, he's getting a second opinion, which means that might be the season for Jamar Chase. Um, so um, this is going to be an overarching question, uh, more so than hurt this offense. How does this change the offense? Do we think that T. Higgins becomes a top 10 wide receiver, Tyler Boyd a top 20? Uh, do they lean on Joe Mixon more? What does this do to Joe Burrow and Hayden Hurst? What does this do to the offense, folks? Uh I'll just go down by the positions uh, for Burrow. I think it just lowers the ceiling a little bit. I don't think you're going to see the 480 yard and three touchdown type performance again. Um, you know, I, I think you'll, when he plays really well, you'll see more of like a 350 and three or 325 and two, you know? So I think that Burrow will still be good, still top eight, certainly, um, but maybe not top four. Mixon uh, in good matchups, I think they'll lean on Mixon more. Um, so I, I think this helps Joe Mixon slightly. Um, in terms of the receivers, T. Higgins probably going to be a low-end wide receiver one now. Uh, and then Tyler Boyd, I would say a mid-tier to low-end wide receiver two. Um, nobody else in that passing game or in, in that wide receiver room is interesting. Don't go get like Stanley Morgan. Mike Thomas or something. I saw somebody say, uh, should I pick? Uh, I, I see a lot of people picking up Mike Thomas. Should I do that? No, absolutely no. not. Why would you is do that? Is that Stanley Morgan's son? Is that Stanley Morgan Jr.? Yes, it is. Oh, wow. That's cool. It's J.D. Morgan's uh, JD great Morgan's. grandson. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I'm not interested in Hayden Hurst this week because Cleveland has been very good against opposing tight ends. Um, but... I say going forward in good matchups, you can play Hayden Hurst. I've been doing it and it's pretty well. Yes, he's good. 
Okay, he Mike Woods doesn't what, have the recognition. Yeah, he's doing what they hoped CJ Uzoma was going to do, which was exactly. just be a good release valve for Joe Burrow. Right, and um, I, you know, I don't have any, I, I can't really have any um disagreements with Walker said. I think that's exactly what it is. Mixon's going to run more. Mm-hmm. Um, he might catch some more passes. So I think this is good news for Mixon. Um, it's good news for obviously T Higgins and um Tyler Boyd. If you hang on, hang, held on to Tyler Boyd, congratulations. Um because he's going to pay off very well for you guys. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I, I think it's probably an even for um, Hunter. Hurts. No, not Hayden Hurst. Hayden Hurst. Yes, I was right. Okay, cool. First yeah. Today. <laughs> Mike mentioned a big, big uh, value add for Tyler Boyd. This is exactly why we advocated drafting Tyler Boyd on this podcast was because he could be like your wide receiver four. And like a good bye week fill-in. And if something happened to Chase or Higgins, top 20 guy right there. And that's exactly what happened. Right. You know, we kept talking about his biggest sin is not being as good as Jamar Chase and T. Higgins. He's still a very good football player. Right. Yeah, he's basically going to be the same guy now as Brandon Ayuk. Yeah, that's a good call. Just like kind of like six for 70 yep. sort of guy. Exactly. So, all right. Um, I think that ran down the 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 Cincy offense pretty well. Um you're starting Boyd, you're starting Higgins, you're starting Burrow, you're starting Mixon, and Walker says don't start Hayden Hurst. Mike, we starting Hayden Hurst? I'd start Hayden Hurst. Okay, so Mike's going HH. Um, Mike's going Hail Hitler. I did not mean to do that <laughs> no. the first time. Jesus Christ, Jeff. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Mike is not going that. He's oh. not doing any Hitler-related <laughs> activities. Mike's definitely... You don't know that. that. <laughs> you don't know that. I am 100% positive that Mike's not doing that. Yeah, I'm not doing that. No. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty, I'm like 98% sure. 98%. There's some doubt in there. It's pretty, pretty good. Hey, Mike, what hey. kind of dog, what kind of dog did you get? Oh, no. What kind of dog did shepherd. you get? I got a German Shepherd. Oh, no. A German Shepherd? No, a German Shepherd. German Shepherd? <laughs> Mike's hanging out with Kanye. <laughs> Mike's, like, Mike's like, I don't like his music, but he's got some ideas. Yeah, me and Ye are, are hanging Mike, out on, Mike on just the likes his shoes. Yeah. Oh, like, God. Mike, I saw I saw some Mike video wearing. and I was like, what are those kids wearing? I was like, those are hideous. And I was like, oh, those are Yeezys. All righty. For Cleveland, um, you're starting Nick Chubb. Uh, I would say bench Kareem Hunt for now until we know what's going on. <laughs> We need to we need to shut shut him down so we know what the hell's going on. So we know what the hell's going on. Uh yeah, I have him at RB thirty this week. Uh just probably not a guy you want to put in your lineup right now. The role is not particularly big. And uh yeah, I mean you're just hoping he scores a touchdown. So um yeah, not super excited about Hunt. Mike, how do you feel about the Cleveland receivers in this one? Amari Cooper, DPJ, David Bell. Don't forget about David Bell. Oh yeah, very important. Very I was looking, I was looking at my 2022 rookies, and uh, guess who had David Bell tier one, like a ding dong, next to Chris Olave and Jamison Williams. Well, <laughs> well, I your thinking was correct because uh, I was there with you too. Short yes. intermediate takeover for Jarvis Landry. Um, that didn't work out this year. Turns yeah. out he's bad. Well, uh, still I early. Know. I don't think he's bad. 
he give it next year and we'll see where he is. Um, give him five years. He's on that Devonte Parker plan. Oh, he could be. Yikes. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I guess you could start Amari Cooper, DPJ, uh, flex only if if that. Yeah, DPJ is like a, I need points flex, and he'll get you like eight points. Yeah, in PPR. Um, you could big brain it, Harrison Bryant. They're targeting the position mm-hmm. a lot, but I think you're going touchdown or bust there. I have Harrison Bryant at fourteen. Okay, like four or five targets, so I could see. You know, three for 40, and if he doesn't score, he's tight end 17. And if he does, he's tight end eight. Yeah, cool. Uh, what about Jake Brisket? I would no, bench Jake Brisket. Do not play him. Yeah, unless it's a very, very good matchup. You're looking at probably a touchdown if you're lucky. Yep. Okie dokie. Who wins this one? I got the Bengals. Bengals. Mike picked the Bengals. Yeah, Bengals by easy. Okay, by easy. and then going into this week, I realize we do the update on the Patreon episode, not the regular episode. Uh, I am 60 and 47. I'm now 60 and 48. Uh, Mike was 57 and 50. He is now 57 and 51. Walker, picking up a win, is now 62 and 46, leading the way. Right. So that's the, that's the, uh, the straight-up ranks right now. So... Um, we did it. Eight weeks done. We're almost halfway wow. there. The next time we talk, we'll be over halfway there. Uh, we're two thirds of the way to the playoffs, um, which will be great, uh, or probably about 60% of the way to the playoffs. Um, but yeah. Um, anything else either one of you want to add? No. All right. That'll do it for this week's episode of the Football Absurdity Podcast. I will be back on Sunday at twitch.tv slash footballabsurdity at 8.30 Pacific to help you with all your start or sits. And we'll also talk a little bit about what's going on with Denver-Jacksonville at that time as well. And uh, the three of us, or maybe just the two of us, who knows? (laughs) We'll be back on Tuesday to review uh, the Week 8 games. So for Mike and Walker, this is Jeff. Thanks for listening. Take care and go Phillies. Bye.